Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Science and sci-fi obsessed nerds, Steve and Joey, are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable quirky researchers who evangelize it. Today we're probing into Season 12, Episode 14, A Spaceship Made of Stone. Si. Welcome to... México. Hola, ¿cómo está? Hola, ¿cómo está? Always smoking. Montezuma's <laughs> revenge son. Not so very famous son. Oh. Sí. Sí. Now, this isn't racist because huh? these I am actually doing a very accurate Japanese accent. Because <laughs> there's some of those like not bad. <laughs> low chin. <laughs> low chin. <laughs> like that tuck. There are a couple of low chin <laughs> Japanese on their way over here, yeah. boss. I don't trust them. <laughs> What's that Nikkei sign? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we're not being racist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I did, in fact, take one year. That's two semesters of Japanese. My first year in college, Humble so two thousand one, two thousand two. Uh, I got a. Uh, it was a seven a.m. class, five days a week. So I only showed up for half the classes that first year. Oh, uh, and I think I got a D, <laughs> oh. <laughs> which in the illustrious Cal State system means I passed. Yeah, it's not an F. <laughs> yes, and then I dropped. I withdrew from the second semester. At the last possible, like seven weeks in or eight weeks in or something like that, the next semester, because I'm like. This is kind of fun for a second, but what am I? What am I doing here? Okay, where am I? I don't. I don't want to come to school more than two days a week. Anymore. What is my life? Yeah. Uh, and then we also both worked at a place that was run and owned by Japanese people, so we had a lot of See. fun interactions there. See. One of the times we probably have told this, but we made up a whole character under Nakamura-san, and uh, they it was this agency that came in, yeah. hired by corporate, yes. which then flew them over from Japan to yes. us to tell us how to like do business. And run a brand. Yes. They were and a re. They were specifically a rebranding agency yeah. that was like, "Hey, like, your brand is stagnating. We're going to tell you like all this market research points, we've done yeah. and give you advice on yeah. how to juice up." And it your was a hundred percent localized to Japan, not yes. the U.S. So it was yes. like involved like renting, <laughs> renting products, like workout clothes yes. and stuff. We're like, no, people here buy those. Like they'll rent high end stuff, but they won't rent clothes. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, go after the active mother, <laughs> right. and that's when Joey started to lose it. Like we're in this meeting. There's like some high up people, yeah. and like Nakamura-san was a th- a very thin. <laughs> Kind of wiry, very nice like, guy. Nerdy looking. Yeah, probably like late 20 something yeah. Japanese guy. Very eager, very smart, very polite. Yeah. Uh, but he was he was doing all of this diagramming uh, well, on, on the whiteboard. On the paper and like, that they handed out was like not pencil drawing, but a step above that because yes. it was like circle heads yes. and then like filled out bodies to a certain extent. And it was just like, like people throwing a ball. And yes. it's like these are they're trying to they were trying to teach us personas yeah the active (laughs) so then that turned into a whole and then part because part of part of the active mother's persona (laughs) was to cater to to respect and cater to her life of having to balance children and her own independence and And so it's there was a phrase on the screen mommy and me type stuff so it's like oh if the mom uses it right then we can get the kids into it, and mm, then you got mm. a lifer. But as, it as, was phrased right, and so it was. It was. <laughs> it was supposed to be like use case children, also use case or, for me. So or, what it yeah. said: the children, like, hey, 
the mom will get into the product and then the kids will follow. Exactly. That was the gist. But and it so, was worded. And so it was worded as <laughs> use children, comma, use me. <laughs> use children, use me. And like, <laughs> when Nakamura's son read that and Joy and I locked eyes, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I choked. Joey started laughing, <laughs> choked, and everyone started kind of like looking around. And then he almost ran, like I, I borderline did, sprinted. Definitely yes. was in a high step. I immediately <laughs> Act add, or, added a lot of Belushi on it to like really act like, like I was choking. But yeah. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like hopping, it was very ran to bad. the bathroom. Our boss was like, what the fuck's wrong with him? And just started <laughs> I ran to the laughing. bathroom. But thankfully, the Japanese are too polite to have acknowledged that. Yeah, and I was sitting in the corner, just <laughs> red faced, just like holding back because it's like because then when you came back, it was just as bad because because it, yeah. it when you the can't let it sure. out, yes. then it like just gets exponentially worse, and we're just uh, sitting there like because you're because it's e- it's equally funny to wonder in those moments: <laughs> is everyone else thinking what I'm thinking? Like, do they think that's funny? Yeah. But it's equally funny that no one else yeah, thinks exactly. what I think. Too. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just this shitty figure with like the like throwing a ball to like some kid and it's like, yes, children. Yes. Yes. And then we developed a whole character because we went later it, to dinner because yes. it was like an agency. because uh, it sounded like a mantra <laughs> yeah. that, that's, that he would say or something like that. Was, yes, right, children, right, right. Yes, me. Yeah. Um, oh, Eddie Ball says, my Japanese friend says he hates it when, at meetings, Americans overbow awkwardly. Oh, like yes. they try and get into it too yes, much. Yes, like yeah. Michael Scott yeah. style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't have too much of that at yeah. that company. They, they, would, they did, uh, yeah, the, when the Japanese guys and gals would come over, uh, they would just do the quick... The quick, like, hey, like yeah, that little yeah, bow, yeah. like whatever. And uh, I think when we got left, though, it was worse when uh, Mean Gene like forced everyone to stand up and bow to the president when yes. he like walked around. I think I was taking a shit when oh. that happened because you all I was you, already gone. You guys were like, uh, no, I didn't or, work there anymore. Or our buddy Jason was like, oh, you missed it. We all yeah. had to fucking stand and salute like Mussolini walked in the fucking office or right, something right, like right, that. Right. But, um, but yeah, that was very <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awkward. But, um, and then Macklemore's uh, son was always milking, and yes. we developed him we into this, this like, weird fetishized person. That he was just a that we that he was a typical <laughs> Japanese young male sex freak, porn yeah. freak. But yeah. uh because uh, you know, obviously we talk about how like so many of these uh shall we say interesting extreme fetishes develop yeah. in Japan because you're you kind of have to be so repressed as a culture, and everything's right. about work and all this yeah. stuff, and so being proper, and then they come out as freaks. Right. <laughs> and so you know, bukake and tentikoro porn, things like that. Uh, anime and, uh, no, wait, why did I just blank? Hentai. Hentai. Well, all anime is porn. Exactly. Uh, but, uh, That's true. Yes. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, there's some extreme shit. So, of course, he was very polite and proper. So, of course, we turned him into a mangled uh, nightmare of a human being behind closed doors where he was a gigantic tit milk freak and, like, he was... Uh, hooked up and like tied up so that these active mothers could yeah. force feed him their milk the and whole, all that. Yeah, stuff. the whole point and of him joining this agency and then getting on the account was so he could work with active mothers in America specifically, mothers. Yeah, like larger yeah. breasts, like all that Those stuff. Things, yeah. um, but and then because he, oh, because I think we got him to order like the champagne ranch, ranch dress. dressing or something <laughs> like that <laughs> at a Mexican place. Exactly. Um, and we were and we asked questions like. Oh, have you had? Do they have ranch dressing? Yeah, he's out? Like, and he's like, he's like, ah, no. I mean, they do kind of, but yeah, he's yeah. like, he's like, but my uh, my sister lives uh, Los Angeles, and so yeah, he was yeah. like, I visited yeah, out here I'm before. Here. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and nice then, man. Nice. And then they had the British gal that worked with them, 
and she was so close. I mean, Steve and I are not used to getting women to touch us, you know? So, I mean, uh, and so when they do and they're not your girlfriend or wife, it's it's like, we're like, oh, what's kind of weird at first. And so, the but the British gal, when we were at the Irvine Spectrum at, yeah. after that dinner, uh, she literally grabbed, this is an agency that works for corporate. I just met her <laughs> two or two days before in these meetings, and she starts. She grabs my arm and starts pulling me towards signages and things to ask. Oh, is that common that like this happens? Is that common that's, that's like this in America? And then I was just like, I told my my girl, my you know ex uh, ex wife. Well, pre- in the past, ex wife, future wife. Well, not ex because she wasn't your ex-girl. wife at the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, uh, I told her she's like, oh no, that's just British people because she right, went to right. school in Scotland yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Touchy I was like, thing. all right. Um, our boss's girlfriend also did the same thing, and it was very right, awkward right, once, right. too. Um, but uh, Delta Sequence is out and said they finished Assassin's Creed. Yes. Bobandy says, I nice. guess if you lost World War II, society becomes a little bit... Wait. <laughs> becomes freaks look at German porn. <laughs> <laughs> and Delta uh, officially out. Uh, and, and then uh, Arcadian God said, are Italians super weird, too? Yeah. Uh Maybe that maybe Arcadian God's implying because I am Italian that I'm super weird as well. Well, they just lost part of the war as well. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yes. Hey. Don't knock <laughs> until you try. Uh, see. Tentacles. See. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think they're so obsessed with pasta and noodles? R- right. Over there? there you go. Uh, yeah. They just, they, they ingest it in their mouth instead of in their uh, sexual orifices. Right. Right. Uh, or the orifices that you make sexual. I'll learn from Marco Polo as he came across exactly. the great continent. Oh, he came across the yeah. continent. <laughs> Uh, how you do? Well, so well, so do we have a new patron. I don't. Or we've got first dibs in uh, Twitch. If not, yes, we'll do the first dibs today. Uh, looks like that is the Arcadian God. So Arcadian God is asking. He's sponsoring. He or Sponsor. she is sponsoring this segment. Yeah. Uh, what are your pronouns? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, him, burp. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arcadian God asks, "How you doing? How you doing, Steve? And how you doing, Joey? So how you doing, Steve? I'm doing okay. Yeah." Had a, a yeah. weekend up at the you lake. Are. <laughs> Going back there again this weekend. Uh, Would you say that you're lake obsessed? No. It's just nice to go do something that different, get out of town a little bit. Uh, do you use, have, have you time. started to use the greeting uh, awesome alakum all the See, time? Yeah. yeah. And I wear uh, a special hat that's fitted for that kind of weather. Right. So it's a, a circular hat, and it fits just above my brow. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty nice. Yeah. And then you just wear these, like, Sick ass dash sickies is what we call them. Dash sickies, Ro- yes. <laughs> robes just to flow because it's so hot out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, did that. And I, I kind of felt off today. Like I don't know. Like I don't know if it's from doing that and coming back here, but work was busy. And I just yeah. I don't know. I was just like ran out for lunch and some errands, and yeah. I was just like, oh my god, I feel just I, I don't know. I that weird time warp of like when is it? <laughs> What day is it today? Because that's all that matters. Well, and you're uh, doing water sports the whole weekend. Right? You're, yeah, in the, you're in the lake a lot. You're actually pissed. swimming and stuff. You're outside. Right, right. And it's we're hot. doing work around the cabin and yeah. stuff. Just clean it. Because now it's like we have the time just to go up there and right. who cares, you know, do yeah. stuff. So doing a bit of cleaning up and such. But uh, That's still doing more than as much relaxing as you would do at home. You yeah, know. because there it's like, oh, you want to go do something? It's up down the stairs. Go over here. Right. Well, it's just not the casual lay on a couch for ten hours. Right, and, and you don't have stairs TV. really at this house. No, not at all. Yeah. This is a single story yeah. that holds many stories <laughs> every week. 
Um, Uh-oh. Oh. Bo Bandy says Super Galactic Daddy should always supersede well, the sponsorship. Super Galactic Daddy should have some respect <laughs> for the show. Well, we could. We can always drift in. It can be like at the bare minimum co-sponsorship. Um, uh, how are you doing, Joseph? You said you had a very intense Saturday and a little more relaxing Sunday. Yeah, we did. Um, I mean, it was a busy Sunday, but but all fun stuff for the most part. But, um, uh, oh, Blart. Blart. Hello, Haven't guys. Missed you guys. Missed while. you as well. Um, I, I You know... Blart is out of work because most of the malls in America are closed, so they don't really need security right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this weekend was yeah Saturday, Friday was William Coosby's in the house, so just you know, oh, I know. No, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Friday was pretty relaxing. We finished up that show, Cursed, uh, where the it's about the Lady of the Lake and it's like an alternate take yeah, on Arthur shitty. and Lady yeah. and Lake, whatever. <laughs> Again, the plot no, I, is really interesting. Plot. Yeah, <laughs> the plot's really interesting. Everything else is kind of inconsistently shoddily done, but it's a very entertaining show. But Ooh, it, but it did the fucking thing that uh, is annoying. It, it it opens on a cold open where you're like, oh shit, that's crazy, and then it's and then that's a foreshadow. Yeah. And then the whole ten episodes first season is leading up to that moment, and then it gets to that moment and it's a cliffhanger. And I'm like, you got to go five minutes past that moment to see. Hey, you got to give us a little more than you showed that first fucking scene in the first season, because yeah. I'm obviously a lot of other stuff like growth and whatever happens, you know, over the whatever. But, um, but it's just like, well, almost, almost. It's not like nothing happened, but it's like we kind of just got back to square one, and then it's yeah. like whatever. So yeah. sorry, Power um, Nick subbed, uh, did a little Twitch sub prime for oh. us and said. Uh, have a bunch of light on me. A bush light. Oh, bush light. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's far the, t- the TV. <laughs> my my table TV is farther uh-huh. away than it normally. You said it's fart the TV. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, fart? Uh, Hello, greetings, friends. Exactly. Hello. <laughs> uh, and then um, yeah, Saturday was a lot of family stuff mm-hmm. um, okay. with my wife's family, and it was it okay, was okay. Borat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, there was a lot of jewelry involved, let's oh, just yeah. say. I'll leave it at that. Um, you said there was people delivering jewelry. pearl necklaces. Yes. So just blasting loads. It was a very there. old people seven hours of my life. Oh, and nice. then um, Sunday, uh, doubled down on exercise. We played disc golf in the morning with my brother-in-law, who's also El in Dorado. my... Yes, who's also in my Renaissance Martial Arts study group. So he and my stepdad and I trained. Um... Right after that, and then like an hour or two did later, did Eric play again? Uh, he did not. So Eric uh, is my stepdad. He goes to Zoom. Whoa, I keep kicking the table. Sorry. Zumba. He, he goes to Zumba in the morning. <laughs> um, and uh, well, there's a it's it's a it's a combo hybrid uh, church Zumba thing. Okay. And so in Taekwon, Tai and Taibo. Ex- exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's Zumbo. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, but they have some really interesting sermons while they're, you know, shaking their little booties and, exactly. and getting their heart rate up. And he wears um, different kinds of gloves. And learning self-defense skills. Yeah. You know, and just punch, kick, yes. it's all in the mind. You tell me something, I do it. As a, as a side note, even when I was a kid who had, like, just done, like, karate and whatever, I remember at least at least karate had, like, a couple, like, some semblance of self-defense capabilities. And, and, the, and the karate school I went to mm-hmm. was taught by an American fucking former Marine. And so at least he was like, yeah, fucking spar. And just right, kick the right, shit out right, of each right, other. Right. But, uh, and then I remember going to a uh, family friend's Taekwondo class sometimes because we just had to like, hey, we're going to pick him up and then we're going to have dinner, like whatever. 
And even as a kid, I was like, this fucking sucks, dude. They're literally just dance kicking above each other's heads. Like, it's all just about flexibility. And then, like, I saw a belt test, and then it was just more of the same, you know? And uh, Because then I remember, like, even two years after I was not in karate anymore, I was like, oh, here, like, let's show me what you're doing. Because he had pads and everything. Mm -hmm. And then it was just like, I just, like, punched him in the chest, and he didn't really know what to do. He just kept trying to kick me (laughs) in my head. And I was like... That's a tough thing to pull off if you don't have the right opportunity to kick someone in the head. You know? right. and, and you see it coming from a mile away. <laughs> like it's a, it's a pretty big move. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, kick in the head. I mean, he jerked off in my face. Exactly. But well, and you can see it a time. mile away. Yeah, yeah, it takes time. And oh, yeah. As a boy, you know, even a mile away, you know that shadow, you the little, little tiny pixelated movement of far away. You see that glistening exactly. little flicker yeah. of light out in the distance. Relating it back to Sunday when we were El Dorado. There's some specific breed of tree that exists out here in Southern California, especially in Long Beach, uh, because it was all over my alma mater, Cal State Long Beach. We call them the cum trees because when it gets hot and the the blooms are a blooming, it smells like an old dick's a splugin. It smells like cum bleach blossoms. (laughs) It's really gross. Uh, You come somewhere. It is far out there, (laughs) man. Uh, Played a little disc golf, had a really good training session. Um, and then went to mommy's house, like you went to last weekend. Um, or, yeah, not this last weekend, yeah. the weekend before, I think. Yeah, and um, yeah, and we uh, drank a bunch of excuse me, modern, modern times beers. Yeah. Uh, my my igloo cooler, I have to upgrade to a nicer cooler because even though I've carried the same amount of beer, which is like pretty full, probably twenty five cans or something when I go over there, uh, and a bottle or something plus ice, the the cooler. Literally, just the 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 handle yeah, snapped in half. Oh, <laughs> and it was like it has that foot, like uh, it has that condom on it, like for the grip, you know. So at least yeah. it like stayed yeah. together, but it just you went like kunk, yeah, and yeah. it just snapped. And I was like, yeah. all right, but I think I got to upgrade it to a uh, Yeti or a Pelican oh, yeah. at this or point. Or an Arctic. Those are not bad. Oh yeah, my yeah. cousin got one of those. They're pretty nice. And I want to get ones a little bigger, but maybe one wheel on it, so you can at least roll it around oh, okay. and shit. You know, we but. can work through some some scenarios. <laughs> uh, but Bandy said check when I said seventy sound effects. He also there said Kempo is the true. Karate. So that was what I that was the style that I took. Oh, yeah. So uh, Glenn Danzig, he was a black belt. It's either Kempo or Haikido, one of those two. Mm-hmm. I think it was Kempo though. Haikido is Korean. Yeah, not I think Danzig was a Kempo. Uh, I feel like it's Kempo was it's, very it's, popular. Kempo is the Okinawan style, right. um, and they just spin those little things with the two yes. ropes on it <laughs> to go back and forth. And then the crane kick too, like a dramatic, like not Japanese. Yeah, like Pee Wee's Big Adventure, you know. Because that's how that music is in there. Daniel's Han, Daniel's Han, crane kick, crane kick. No, I even also as a kid, I remember watching Karate Kid Part Two because, of course, Karate Kid Part One was amazing. And I was like, yes, the follow-up's going to be even better before you learn that right. most sequels aren't as good. Uh, and when he does, when he learns the drum technique, because they had to throw in, you know, right, the, the right. new Some secret new technique thing. thing yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's just him doing big haymaker punches left and right over and <laughs> over. I'm like, come on, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, that's fucking stupid. Like. Yeah. He's I, just gonna. Uh, 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 I watched it again recently over. on Netflix and fell asleep yeah. about twenty minutes in. Yeah. Because uh, again, that's why I said I always yes. do. But um, I did forget it was like his like his best friend who took his ex took his who, girlfriend. Who is one of those low chin talkers? Exactly. Oh, they were. Oh, yeah. Yagi. Yeah. <laughs> 
again. Yeah, and they like fuck with him getting off the plane. Yes. I, like, I'm oh, like, yeah. I totally forgot about all this, yeah, yeah. and then I fell asleep. Because then that um, Japanese guy that's his little henchman was in like right. every fucking martial arts movie in the 80s as yeah. like a bad guy or whatever. Now, one of my, well, we got Grow Snake saying hello, what's up? And then. What in the actual fuck? Sure I get 500 here. megabits per second Wi-Fi, and it still skips on the Android. Works on the CPU, though. Weird shit. Um, uh, my, oh, that's Justin Shores. Yeah, Hello. that's what I was saying. Sure, sure. Uh, well, I was going to say, one of my favorite 80s, because 80s was full of Australia <laughs> and Japan, right? Yeah. Like, it was all this, or Asia, because yeah. there was, like, Korean stuff. Yeah, yeah. We called things. that a low-chin good day. Exactly. Hi. Good day. <laughs> Um, which I guess was it Vietnamese or was he Chinese? Like, I was gonna say my favorite Asian fusion uh-huh. Japanese mm-hmm. or Asian Japanese <laughs> Asian fusion eighties movie uh-huh. is Gleaming the Cube. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Because his brother's adopted. Yes, gets with the Asian chick. He dies because yes. of the gangs. Yes, Christian Slater then takes over and starts banging his br- brother's girlfriend. Yeah. And then fights the Asian like mobsters exactly. all on a skateboard. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. Yeah, I gotta watch that one again because that was one of the ones you let me borrow, I believe. Mm. But I've only ever seen it once. Still, oh since yeah, no, then, I grew so. up watching that a shitload. Yeah. Um, because yeah, at the end he gets the all black board, and then it has the yes. metal kind of like, uh, what's that when the metal parts are like crisscrossy kind of. For traction, oh, like the like the it like, it's like a mesh or something, but it's um co- not corrugated. Diamond plate, yeah, it, it, it is, it, it is, okay. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So his board's that because it's so beefy because he has yeah, to go yeah. on the freeway sketching right. and then jump the freeways <laughs> and get the guy. Yeah. Um, and then he has like the classic and like eighties. Ju- he jumps right into his rolling yeah. cuffs. Hang <laughs> out a turkey yeah. for my dead brother. Fuck yeah. him. <laughs> uh, and then it's got the classic like eighties detective, washed up mm-hmm. alcoholic guy. He's always chewing gum, talks like this, all buff <laughs> like that. Uh, no, you got to watch it again if you have yeah. not. And if you've never watched it, please watch it. And no, if you have watched it, let us. know. I watched it. Oh, sorry. The fans, not just me. Everyone. That's yes, what I'm saying. Sorry. All, all <laughs> I was the, like, I just told you, you let me borrow fans. it once. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it was on, it has to be on some streaming service. Oh, I'm sure. Which rad, long sought after 80s classic BMX movie Send with Hell Track. And the, yeah, the flat Send the Flatland BMX scenes where the technical BMX scene was done by a man right. in a wig yes. to partake. To, to, yes. To, why did I just. Portray yes. the lady character. To partake of the lady character. From, uh, what's it called? Yeah, Saved Becky, by the Bell. Becky from Full House. Or Full House, yes. sorry. Yeah. Who's now in jail. Have mercy. Yeah, she was part of the whole <laughs> uh, college exam fraud yes. with her rich children. Well, not just exam, but it was the sports. Oh, yes, you're right. Sneaking through the sports. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, that that was a whole big deal because they just Lori, finally Lori got- Lori Laughlin is her name. Thank you. Uh, but that finally got the rights to be released. So my brother bought the 4K oh. edition, which sold out in two Woo. seconds, which like resells for like $200 that now. That movie in 4K, it needs it, man. Well, now it's on Amazon Prime, so yeah, you can yeah. just stream it. You know, it's still it's not so on Amazon Prime. Kids in the Hall brain candy. <laughs> hey, uh, oh, no. uh, Dusty Tweed Hope, we have a mission for you as one of our known uh, Canuck fans, one of our Canadian fans. I would like Dusty Tweed Hope to check on... Canada's Amazon Prime and see if it's there. If it's in the I, hall, Brain Candy is there because I got to dig around. I because I went through a bunch of my DVDs, I couldn't find it, yeah. so I got to keep digging because I I definitely have it or had it somewhere on DVD. No, I know, but it's still it's like I just want to yeah. be able to fucking rent it at no, some yeah, point. Yeah. But um, but still because it 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 has said for years 
this is not available in your region. So mm. I would assume it's in Canada. Well, if you can get it, yeah. So if you can see it streaming in Canada, yeah. then you can do the VPN bullshit where exactly. you can make you think you're anywhere. Right. Um, uh, and Karak said they thought we were always together with a curtain and then saw our hands disappear and realized it's a split screen. We probably shouldn't be doing that hand motion. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Let's go lower. Just go lower. Just a little see, lower. Yeah, hand forms. turned in. Yeah, we're Siamese twins, technically. Yeah. So here, lift. And yeah. lower. <laughs> yeah. And disgusting. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, 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 and it's just two guys, one cup. A busy weekend overall. Um, Lucky when they give themselves hand jobs. <laughs> when they give themselves, does that mean we just jerk off? Exactly. We're just that, I'm giving myself a hand job? Yeah, it's called mutual masturbation, which I always thought was the funniest term. Yeah. Because masturbation, it's, it's mutual hand jobs. It's Yeah, masturbation is a solo thing. Right. So. Well, you're jerking off to each other, jerking off. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> which apparently a lot of boys went through and I'm like none of my friends ever suggested that uh ever never no. knew other friends that did that no, it never I, came up and everyone's like yeah you know when you're a kid and you just like you got to sleep over and you all just jerk off together looking that, at the same porn I'm like absolutely no, not no no. <laughs> no I don't I poop in the bathroom no, I and not. I go number 3 in the bathroom okay <laughs> okay never in, in my sleeping bag I piss in the sleeping yeah. bag <laughs> smells I, like chocolate cake but I poop Diarrhea and cum in the yeah, bathroom yeah. only. It's quite intense. Yeah. <laughs> you should do any of the same thing but with your peenings. And so they said we should do it with our wieners, but then we'll get oh. the answer on Twitch. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, men can't even show their nipples on Twitch. No. Cross um, the line there, sir. Yeah. Uh, is what Bobandy says. But uh, What's on the agenda for the next lake trip in four days? Also, does that road trip get fucking boring? You've been no. up there like eight times this summer. No, I love the 101. I can drive up and there. <laughs> Stop off at Pappy's restaurant, uh-huh. get the chicken fried steak. Mm. It is well, and, you, and sadly, your family traditions went out the window this year because of COVID. Yeah, everything Catalina, yeah, Comic Con, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. So it's been just a nice, you know, get yeah. out there, have some beverages, yeah. enjoy the outdoors. Eat, well, we'll sit there and watch movies and stuff too. Yeah. In the afternoon, maybe that's where Kids in the Hall brain candy is. Is up there? No, that the I took all my DVDs up there, but I didn't uh, find it. Now, did so, you bring that big? There's box still of, some though in the garage. Did you bring that big box of porn DVDs you found uh, when right. you were cleaning your room a while right. ago? Right, right. <laughs> An undisclosed amount of time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, no. So that you and Brandon away. can finally have that experience. Your yeah, cousin where Brandon, we're, where we're both to just um, look at the same porn and jerk off exactly. separately but equally. Exactly. It's nice. It's it's a nice. <laughs> Those are called Jim Blow laws. Yeah. <laughs> and it's nice you're on the deck. You can just blow between the the crevasses exactly. of the deck. Right. So. And that's why, yeah, that's why you decided against pouring a real foundation is because you just wanted the absorbency, yeah, the semen absorbency of the dirt underneath right, that right. deck. Which uh, this time we did. Thankfully, it was only the night we got there. Mm-hmm. I saw one skunk on the road, mm-hmm. and then we pulled into where we are. Yeah, and there's another skunk underneath the deck. And did you like, fart on the skunk doing? and go, "How does it feel, yeah. nerd?" Yeah, and I pissed on it and choked it out. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, so. They thankfully weren't there the rest of the trip, Yeah, but it was a little scary. Skunk I did see season. a lot of turkeys. I saw a lot of quails, saw a lot of deer. Now, you've uh, always talked about um, turkey hunting with a bow and arrow. Yeah. But then I think I asked you once, and you said you never caught one. You never shot one. No, I. so my one friend does it all the time, Yeah, and I got into archery for a bit. Yeah. I still have all my stuff. Mm-hmm. But I only physically went out to hunt one down yeah. once. But Which, we keep talking about going back. I just haven't. Well, also, if you want to, I've been saying for a while off and on, me, Nick, um, he has a friend, too, that, that's into it as well. But uh, we can go to that El Dorado archery range or the secret one in Santa Ana. 
or um, we or can just wherever. use my backyard. That's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'd be fun to do that sometime. Yeah. Um, I just have to get more arrows with the proper tips. What kind of tips are on there? Uh, well, I think what my setup right now is it's my hunting setup because mm-hmm. I kind of stopped a little bit after that. But you need field tips for shooting like targets. Right. Or you need what's called a judo tip, hmm. which has a blunt end and four little claws. So Got that's it. like if you want to shoot at the ground so the arrow just uh, doesn't bury itself forever. Oh, interesting. So if you're shooting at the surface area ground target or, and or like a quail, squirrel, right, whatever, right. Um, you can zap them that way and it mm-hmm. just stops it. Otherwise, you have like a big broadhead, and there's all types of broadheads. Yeah, and yeah. again, it's this is all um, instinctive hunting yeah. with uh, traditional archery. So yeah. not a compound recurve bow. exactly recurve longbows, no sights, no nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that style setup is mm-hmm. what we run. Yeah. So nice. Uh, my one friend got, or he grew up doing that, so he's very good. And then yeah. I got pretty good, but it's been a while since I've slung the old arrow. So. Uh, definitely got to be really on your game if you're going to go hunt that way. Oh, yeah. Because the whole point is you want to shoot an animal and have it go down as fast as possible. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you don't want to have a misplaced shot and then it's right. suffering or you have to track it forever and all that stuff. You want to be able to nail that If target. it's suffering, you got to go up that in the fucking knife and stab it in the neck exactly. or the head. And that's <laughs> no fun. Yeah. Uh, but Bandy says, like, we can just throw a set of antlers on Fat Matt and practice. <laughs> Uh, Korok35 says, I accidentally hit a turkey last fall with my car. Not exactly archery, but. But, I mean, uh, if you hit it with your car, I probably would have just taken it because then yeah. you could actually eat it. Oh, yeah. Because that's fresh because you hit it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you would hit that. Hey, I'm into art. Wait, who is this? Eddie Ball says they're into archery, mm-hmm. and those turkeys are surprisingly agile. I go to El Dorado one all oh. the time. I'm up there in NorCal. Wait. Hmm. So you El Dorado's in- not. So maybe there's two Eldorados. I was say, we're, we're talking, talking about the Eldorado in Long Beach, the California. Eldorado Park. So yeah. very south LA County, right on the border of Orange County. Yeah. Um, that would be cool if Eddie Balls was there, though. All types of broadheads. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a type of head on an arrow you can, or a tip, whatever, you can put four turkeys mm-hmm. because the two zones you can hit a turkey are the head mm-hmm. or like underneath Vagina. its wing. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You could just, Cloaca. Yeah. Exactly, because <laughs> don't they? Because don't they shit and fuck in the same and lay eggs in the same hole? Probably foul, most foul. Somewhere. I think I don't yeah. know. Uh, but you got to go up and under its wing into its ribs. Yeah. So the ones for the head, you can just do a headshot. But mm. then they make these things. a turkey headshot sounds pretty precise. Oh, it is because that and that I know head pe- is only like a few inches yeah, tall. So, but that's Whew. that's just like on a deer, you only have so much space. Right. And same with a bit. Like your zone that you need to get is usually pretty tight. Yeah. Um. But they make this thing called the guillotine, mm-hmm. and it's like four long blades. So you can go on YouTube and look up like guillotine mm-hmm. turkey kills. Okay. And it literally is this thing that spins in this crazy circle, oh. and it just lops the head right off. Oh. So instead of an arrow oh. that just like hits right. it and whatever, it, it like you can like off. hit the neck, Fuck. and it's just all these kill shots, and then just like <laughs> oh my flying God. off. It's insane. <laughs> There's a lot of white trash people going woo oh, in yeah. the back of the video. Yeah. yeah, it goes. yeah. Sorry, uh, El Dorado Hills up there, that ang- oh, archery okay. range. Thought you meant that. Uh, yeah, no, El Dorado. No, no, Park. no. We meant the secret uh, golden city of exactly. El Dorado. Fountain of Youth. Yeah, Central yeah. America. Yeah, that's where Joey and I fill up our super soakers yes. and shoot each other in the face just to keep ourselves. Oh, no, like every wrestling. every weekend we take the 13-hour flight down to El Dorado and play disc no. golf there. We set exactly. up a course there. Yeah, yeah. Splish splash. <laughs> yeah, we're multi-trillionaires. <laughs> this is a Patreon closet knowledge because you guys are actually coming across... Or are we going to actually cover <laughs> something? Hey, Come on. 
It's only 30 minutes. Justin, we got another 25. We did a lot of Japan talk the first 15 minutes of the show, and we talked a lot of Japanese accents the first 15 minutes of the show, okay? <laughs> yeah. But he's got something to download for Call of Duty tomorrow. Got it. So. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, pretty we, pretty standout yeah. weekend. We're picking up our beer this week, too, oh, at yeah. Modern Times for the second time this month. It'll be nice. And I thought I would spend less money now that it's every two weeks, but I spend twice the money. Yeah, I was going to say, every time. You, you go ham all the time. Oh, yes. So. Um, uh, finally got my family to have their own orders that they're going to pick up, though, which oh. is really great. Now that well, Modern the Times Leisure Town is open. Get. There's no point yeah. for you. It's only the stout for exactly. the most part. So. Um, but um, yeah, other than that, uh, we do have a couple new reviews here uh, in our segment, Reaching for the Stars. What were you going to say? Yes. <laughs> well, I was going to say, if you want to chime in, because you hear us yelling out random names, too, we Did are I streaming hear live. Chime in. Uh. <laughs> uh, yes, we are streaming live on twitch.tv slash Aliens. You can also support the show uh, on patreon.com slash Aliens, where there's almost 50... That, which is crazy. There is almost, I think there's 49 or 48 full exclusive podcasts of which we've put like, I don't know, seven or eight on the uh, Probing Ancient Aliens sa- uh, SoundCloud feed where we host our podcast, but on your normal feed. Um, Someone left a four-star review. Oh. That's not five. Interesting. That's not five. Um, and it's titled Try Not to Laugh, I Dare You, which sounds yeah, very complimentary. I mean, but <laughs> Breezing through this, not that it's like... It's probably Justin Shores. <laughs> Was listening to the uh, Stone Ship of the Gods episode, and uh, they wouldn't talk about anything I with mean, disc golf. I feel like we should read that. I feel like they fucked up. Like, there's no way you give four and then That's fine. leave we'll read that it. review. So we'll be nice. Um, we'll give you four, a, It's a four, gimme. Hey, four and five are better than one star reviews. Exactly. So <laughs> let's bring in the well, average there's up. actually a lot of reviews. Oh. Um, that didn't come through on uh, old chart. So there's here, one though. from Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Hmm. Interesting. So it says your mom and I are worried about. Yep, I got, got that. that one. 47 seconds. 47 seconds. And then the, I try not to laugh. Okay. So. Um, and you got them all, right? Outside of this one? Correct. Okay. Uh, yeah, so this segment's Reaching for the Stars, where we ask you the little probers and probets, or the prolapsternauts, which you, we should probably just convert yeah. it to that to yeah, be I think that's gender neutral. Uh, we ask you, the little prolapsternauts out there, uh, to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, preferably. And review us in the comments of that five-star rating, and we'll read it on the air and give you a shout-out. Cajun Robin Hood uh, writes this review uh, and says, "I get entitles it, I guess I have an extra 47 seconds. Five stars. I've been listening to this podcast since the third episode, so I think it's about time I leave a review. This is like the audio version of a vlog where two lifelong lovers give us updates on their daily lives. From time to time, they share details about their steamy fantasies and even briefly mention some dumb alien show. <laughs> Altogether, it's a nice break from the more serious My Little Pony podcast I normally listen to and something I look forward to each and every week. One quick question, though. If our anus is just our butt mouth, is a prolapse the butt tongue? That's a very good um, question. I mean, I feel like it's more your esophagus than a tongue. Right. Because it's the swallow part. And it's an in, it's passing through, and it lives deep inside. And it's technically injurious that it exists, and so it's not right. really a stand. It's not this like a tongue is a very standard operating procedure thing. It's supposed yeah. to do what it does, and well, it's doing it. yeah, exactly. Out. Yeah. Whereas prolapse are accidental. It's a, it's an accidental. Well, it's a it's a non-standard state of the anus. I think of the, the, rectum, the anus right? sphincter, the sphincter part would probably be your tongue. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Because right. it's the, the nerve very, endings? Is that where it is? Nerve endings, very strong muscle. The tongue is apparently the strongest muscle in your body. I think your sphincters technically are the second strongest. Okay, there you go. <laughs> back to back, my friend. If you've ever had your dick chopped in half by that <laughs> beautiful boy you're fucking, then uh, you know boy. what I'm talking about. <laughs> Um, the next five-star review is written by Uncle Sam6969, <laughs> uh, you know, who respectfully takes our taxes but also loves to get that dick sucked and well, suck dick at the same he time. He wants you to <laughs> <laughs> um, But they say, your mom and I are worried about you. Please come home. Is that in a reference to something that I'm not remembering? I mean, I think it's just, I have no idea. I'm just thinking, <laughs> it's like, oh, I think it's just, I have, I no, have idea. no idea. Because it's like, oh, we're worried about you coming. Like, yeah. But yeah, I don't know what the reference yeah. is, but um, it works. Five stars. Great show. Very funny. I think it's about some History Channel show with the meme guy. I wish they would do a review about Star Wars and answer the question to if Chewbacca has a dog dick or a human dick. I think that's ancient alien related since it's in a galaxy far away and long ago. That is a good point. Do you think Chewbacca has an alien dick or dog dick? An alien dick? <laughs> I, 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 I phrase that in, no, in a know, weird I way. Know, yeah. Yes, he has an alien dick. You just for say sure. yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is it lipstick? I don't know. Is I think it it's more like shit? is it a humanoid dick no, or a weird dog? Is it's it a dog probably dick? Probably doggy because he's just running around. Uh, raw dogging right. pants. So it must be up in there like a dog's Yeah, it's got to be tucked sheaf. away to a certain extent. In a furry yeah. sheath. Yeah, exactly. And then it gets uh, naughty. Same with the Ewoks. Yes. Because the, you don't see no brain More hand. of a E-run guy. Maybe they wouldn't be so chubby if they E-run a little more. Bobani says Carrie Fisher claims it's a dog. Oh. Style. Weeks. Oh, she knows. First hand job. Exactly. She put. She used that lipstick. Yes. <laughs> on that uh, famous shoot. Did you want to read that one? Uh, you can read it too if you I want. I don't give a shit. Yeah, Steve, why don't you read the four star reviews, you? okay? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Joey, just try not to laugh. Yeah. I dare you, okay? And this is from <laughs> Jimmy Shays, left, or at least posted to iTunes on Sunday. Okay. Two best friends bring an epic mystery science theater take commentary to the TV show Ancient Aliens, episode by episode. These two guys use some kind of impersonation humor to accurately portray the experts and panel of guests on the TV show while breaking down their beliefs, a.k.a. our own beliefs, yeah. right? Uh, so grab your ear muffs, <laughs> kids, or on better thought, sit this one out. On better thought? <laughs> well, it says ear muffs, like kids, Kids, or sit this one out. On better thought, yeah, kids. Yeah. Why don't you just go ahead and sit this one out? Yeah. This is certainly a podcast for adults, or at least older ones that think they are. <laughs> We do think we're adults, yeah. but probably not. Older ones mean older kids. You know, no, like older people. Like the 20s. We think we're adults, right, right. but we're not. Yeah. We're these children. We have the earmuffs. We're older kids. Um, that reminds me of the time I went to Puerto Rico mm-hmm. in high school. The larger children. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Someone <laughs> clogged the toilet, which it turned out to be the people who stayed there before us because they mm-hmm. like snaked it and pulled out all this like hair and Ugh. cardboard and fucking weirdo <laughs> shit. Okay. Even though we did rock honking deuces because yeah. you're, it was a long day of travel, you know, got backed up a day or two, yeah. everyone crushed it. Puerto Rico plumbing is classically day, day weak day. anyway. Um, but our friend's dad, like we went snorkeling and like took off to the beach and come back and Vin Dog's yeah. like, oh my God, where'd you guys go? The toilet flooded everywhere. And he just like... Oh, oh, oh. Was telling the person who owns the place, oh. and they like fix it. He's like, ah, I think one because Vinny was staying with us, yeah, yeah. and he was like, oh, I think it was one of the larger children that did that. <laughs> Even though me, Chris, Larry at the time was not as big as us, right. but we're all like, the, we're all big people, yes. like tall and stuff, but yes. um, yeah, one of the larger <laughs> children. And it looks oh yeah, like, you guys were all 
uh, were. You're much shorter now. Yeah. But you you were all uh, uh, upwards of six at post six one two. Oh yeah. And at up. least in, in cause it, <laughs> that was late senior year, so I was definitely at the height. Probably I'm I'm like six around six four now. Yeah, yeah. So I was probably six three ish. If not around there, uh, so yeah. six three and a half for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, thick. Uh, Bobandy left us a cast box. Oh, as well. Another. I haven't one. read this at all, so I'm going to read it raw okay. dogged, virgin right you now. You sure we didn't read it last week? Oh, we eight, eight, we eight, suspected eight, friend, we suspected that might that be Bobandy. Florida, Florida, Florida Spanky. Sparky. Oh, Sparky. <laughs> so Bobandy's back on cast box. I was woken up Tuesday morning to a strange taste in my mouth, like being teabagged from the ceiling. <laughs> My thir- first thought was, Joseph was a remote viewing me again. Oh. <laughs> but as soon as I realized, it, even though it says, but a soon, <laughs> but as soon as I realized... I had been salivating because a new episode of my favorite podcast was available today and not a half a meter worth of Italian ball sack. Wait, not a half a meter yeah. worth? Okay. Yeah. Uh, That's about uh, one foot, four inches of half. ball sack. Yeah, yeah. Italian ball sack. Yeah, it's a real deal. Yeah. Uh, all in all, pretty fucking good podcast. Five stars. You beautiful boys. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, so, Bobandy. Thanks, Bob. Uh, I feel like we have a, a good amount of creative people that like our show because i yeah, think they, if you're yeah. not creative and you're boring those are the people that give one star reviews yeah yeah and go why don't they just talk about the show the whole time yeah let me see the stuff hmm. come on guys hmm. okay Some kind of things um yeah i think we'll uh take a quick break a little pee-mo. and then uh, we'll come back with um a spaceship was it fuck was that was it? god this is the worst title a spaceship made of stone in just a moment yes japan Japan. Japan, Japan. Oh, wait, I can just do that. Let's go with it. Japan. Wait. Japan. 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 Pan, pan, pan. Pan, pan, pan. Pan, Subscribe to uh, twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens to get all the uncut raw dog yes. footage. The blackdraw.com footage. So, one thing I forgot uh, my cousin's learning the art of trolling, but I feel like he still drifts <laughs> into reality or believing things. Wait, wait, wait. What uh, does that mean? <laughs> that was a quick turkey job. What stout is that, says William mm. It's a cloud daggers. Yes. I can't remember if it's the old one or the new one, but it's a good one. It's very good. Uh, but yes, William Coosby, my wife. Uh, we have at least one or two of these still in the fridge. Yeah, and I've got a chunk for. Uh, oh, Blart's out. See you later. Bye, Blart. Um, you know, cracking some good ones. Yeah. Uh, no, but with this whole Trump thing and like whatever, he he's into like has country friends, let's say, who like Trump, <laughs> so he'll. Play up that could mean so many things. Yeah, I got some country friends. But I mean, like, you know, he's in Neo-Nazis. the Low Sal area. Yes. He's in the Huntington Beach area. Low chin, Low Sal. Yeah. We went to the lake where Frank. one guy in the back of his side-by-side, call me side-by-side, had the flag that said, Trump 2020, oh. no more bullshit. And they won't wear masks because of representations of fear and right. all this stuff. You heard him uh, screaming that f- phrase. Yeah, I, will not wear, <laughs> yeah. I repres- will not wear a representation of fear. Because fear. Yeah. <laughs> everyone fears him. Uh, <laughs> not my cousin, though. This was some person out there. Yeah. But anyways, he was <laughs> joking with me, like, oh, Trump's good, blah, all this stuff, right? Yeah. 
So I hadn't heard this. Maybe the greater world and you guys have. Mm-hmm. But apparently there's a new conspiracy theory going around mm-hmm. that Tom Hanks is a pedophile and that he got <laughs> his Greek citizenship because they won't prosecute pedophiles in, as my cousin said, Greek, but I said in Greece. <laughs> Picturing your cousin <laughs> saying this to you, he like, was joke. He was oh, okay. joking, but he, I, I'm like, Brad, do you really think that? Like, but he was, he was laughing because, like, he's like, no, he was on the Epstein flight list. Like, yeah. again, joking. Like, he's learned. Like I said, he's getting yeah, better yeah. at the art of pulling. But, um, yeah. So today I texted him a thing that said like he's not on the flight list. Right. Like he, there's this whole thing about his Greek status. Right. People think Tom Hanks never had COVID and he was in Australia because he was arrested for pedophilia. <laughs> And that he w- there's pictures of him wearing an it's ankle real, bracelet. It's not funny, but it's like <laughs> I know, but it's so insane. It's the thing that is so insane that it's not well, true. Like now, there's no way. Not just your cousin conspiracy, but people have thought that he is a scientist. He and Rita um, Rita Wilson are yeah. Scientologists this whole time, mm-hmm. and that if you are an elite Scientologist, you start getting into that world the of sex adrenochrome, yeah, reptilian yeah. shit, whatever. Which again, all that stuff started with. Uh, the fucking Gonzo writer, what's his face? Fear and Loathing. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. Uh, I just said his huh? Paul F. Tompkins. Paul, uh, yeah. Um, something S. Hunter, Hunter S. Thompson. S. Thompson. Yeah. yeah. He he was the one I think who started the whole adrenochrome thing, like yes. as a joke. Yeah, yeah. And like now these people think it's real. But yeah. Hillary. Um, no, I was laughing because he's like, nope, no more, no more Tom Hanks movies up here. <laughs> And then the whole up he, at the lake, and the whole thing that was like extra was like, oh, yeah. he's on the Epstein flight list. So like that's right. this whole thing now coming. Out. I was like, oh, there's the flight list. Yeah, was, yeah. And, it, and so the article's like he's not on there anywhere. But someone said Tom Hanks, Ellen eat babies. Oh, East County Cracker. Oh. Heard Tom and Ellen eat babies. Dumb shit. Uh, dumb shit. You hear in Texas. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not just that you hear, but it's when people actually do believe yes. that is the scary part. Well, Ellen getting canceled too, because lo- just like, just like Howard always said, the the hosts of talk shows that that dance and have fun all the time yeah. are Psychopaths. assholes in real life. Yeah. yeah, they're total sociopaths behind the scenes. Yeah, so. I'm sure she seems like a total fucking. Even asshole. though he said that about Rosie O'Donnell, and then completely 180 on Rosie O'Donnell to be her friend later. But he also hate, yeah, but, they, but she like beefed on him, and yeah, yeah they went back and forth. <laughs> she so. farted on yeah, him all the yeah. time. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just roast beefing yeah. on him. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, that was can the you one smell thing me? I meant to bring up earlier, and I totally forgot, because I'm like, Tom Hanks is a pedophile. Like, yeah. yeah, look, he makes kids movies. <laughs> so he, stupid. uh... Uh, was a kid. Yeah, he's still in that big exactly. mentality. Yeah, yeah. You know? So he is an adult. So it is legal because he's a twelve-year-old who wants to bang other twelve-year-olds, exactly. but he just happens and to have the adult technically. Body. That's on Zoltan. Exactly the the fucking sorcerer Breaks or whatever. Exactly. That, totally. you know, cast a spell. So. Yeah. Be careful where you place your dollars, my friends, yes. and what you wish for. No, that so. that movie did make me feel like it. Kind of it kind of tapped into the the latchkey kid like attractive older woman thing in the eighties and nineties, like which like then the MILF thing like became a thing. Uh because which, it's like it's like, wow, imagine being like a teenager and then you have a big boy body and this chick right. wants to fuck you. And it's right. but then but then you get older and you're like, wow, that's this is weird. That's really weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like she okay. she doesn't know, but then it's like now then you feel it. <laughs> then you feel bad for her. Right, because she doesn't Because she know. sees him change back at the end and she's and then it's like Will you wait Oh my for God, me? you were a <laughs> That's right. Isn't it something like that? <laughs> oh, my God. Me, Daddy? 
that, he said that to her. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Will you wait for me, Daddy? Come on. Come on. <laughs> Ugh, um, okay. Uh, let's let's jettison to the far east and let's go over to Japan, as it said in Street yeah. Fighter Two, and it's yeah. ilk. Japan. Um, and this... then you beat up a car. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what they do in Japan. Yeah, fuck one of those car. One of those other extreme fetishes they exactly. have is beating up cars. Right. And you put a a man sometimes, but really you put a Chun-Li-style woman in a room, and you mm-hmm. drop barrels on her head, mm-hmm. uh, and you see how many she can destroy. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Um, but, uh... do you do Oh boy, uh, it's okay. They're a successful yeah. culture. We yeah, can yeah, yeah. we can say fucka hey. do you know. <laughs> you know. It's a blend of the Axis forces, the Italian right. and the Japanese. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, Bobini says this episode's gonna rock. It has <laughs> high hopes. Yeah, keep your hopes down, Bobini. But um, uh, we start off in Tokyo in 2017. Oh, and William Coosby was allowed to watch Tom Hanks movie. So oh, that's good. Uh, oh, but he must be clean. Sure, because her dad said so. <laughs> That Tom Hanks is one clean cut fuck. Apparently, Tom Hanks also never went to county fairs, <laughs> yeah, because he's not a pedophile. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, as his character Forrest Gump did, but not in real life. <laughs> as his character Forrest Gump did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that a an adult film? Jenny, I got a four day load backed up here. <laughs> Don't worry, Force. In this industry, we have to get tested so I don't have AIDS like I do in the regular movie. Right. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Breaking the uh, third wall. <laughs> the third wall? Yeah. Not the fourth wall. <laughs> third wall being the third hole. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's just anal. Yeah. <laughs> it's the actor, the audience. The actor. Um, anal. And then reality. you're breaking reality yeah. is the fourth right, wall. Right, right, so. right, right. Um, yeah, the third wall Recta- technically is just rectality. the center. Exactly. <laughs> uh, virtual rectality. Yeah. <laughs> Starring uh, Denzel Washington. We are VR. Yes. <laughs> um, Goddamn. We uh, this. What I like about this episode overall is that it it is taking a swing at a very specific uh, corner of ancient astronaut theory. Right. It's all about Japan. Uh, it does a pretty good job. Of, oh, I don't think a lot of people uh, in our very as as Nick Pope says, oddly enough, in this episode, he goes, "Now, when you're talking about the U.S., we tend to be." very uh, centered on English-speaking news. And I'm like, are you an American citizen, Nick Pope? Because yeah. you're a Brit and a half, too. But maybe he is, yeah, for all yeah. I know. But it's just funny to hear a British guy like identify. We tend to be very uh, <laughs> English-speaking-centric yeah. with the news. But uh, uh, I what the f- I just lost my fucking train of thought. Uh, I don't know, but oh, says swing and a miss. It's all Jap- <laughs> Japan-centric. Okay. Um, and, um, oh, Shinto Shintoism. Sorry. A lot of people in the West probably don't know Shishito peppers. what Shishito peppers are. They're actually not as spicy as their name makes them out exactly. to be. Um, fried Shishito peppers, very good. Yes, And yum, that spicy yum. mayo that uh, the Japanese make in a lot of Benihana-style restaurants. They do, yes. It's the, what's the Milky or what's the little kid that <laughs> is the mayo mascot? <laughs> I feel like that should be, that yes. could be Bobini's tier. It's, he's the mayo mascot. There we go. <laughs> Milky the mayo mascot. Um but uh, I feel like the screen isn't going as crazy since you wiped it down. No, no, no. That seems much improved. Usually, yeah. uh, <laughs> much since, improved. Since you wiped down our yeah. giant touchscreen. <laughs> yeah. Um, My catch rag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, th- this goes into the 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 
main tenet of this entire episode is understanding the Shinto religion. And most people know just from pop culture that the Japanese are like, oh, there's spirits and everything and all that. But like this at least officially explains what Shintoism is. Yeah. Now, sadly, you have two big Nipponophiles in this episode. One of them is that guy, Dominic Stavo, who's a PhD in Asian studies, I think yeah. Asian culture studies, and he, I've creepiness. talked and I've talked about him many times before, and he's a fucking creep. He's like he's a Latin guy. It's, it's like yeah. very into Asian chicks, yeah. I think. And I then, think he's into Asians, <laughs> <laughs> but he just like he's one of those guys that he's like the newscasters that they would make fun of on Married with Children, who would overly pronounce the Spanish names on the news. Yeah, um, because in in at, in Fox Eleven. Uh, out here in Southern California, West Coast Elite. Eddie Ball check. says you mean he's just a weeb. Yes. No, he, and yeah. I said that. I wrote that sorry. in my notes, yeah, too. Sorry, yeah. um, sorry Eddie. <laughs> Joey got there. <laughs> uh, I remember when uh, we had me, uh, uh, the there was a, a newscaster that had, check. Uh, w- that was very white, but had a very Latin name mm-hmm. on Fox 11, and then Married with Children yeah. had the classic, this is Miranda de la Cruz de la Hoya Cardinal, and, yeah, then, and yeah. then she just talked like a white lady yeah, after yeah, that. Yeah. But, um, like when people go, guacamole, yeah. <laughs> not George Sakai style, but right. people go, salsa mm-hmm. and guacamole. It's oh like, yeah, sure, can I have some salsa with the chips? And yeah. it's like, oh my God, dude. Like, and it's like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, I had a cousin that fucking did that. I was like, oh. you stupid fucking Bitch, just it's fucking guacamole, right? It's salsa, you just quesadilla, it. and then she's just like super honkied out, right? Because what's more important is you don't say oh guacamole, like as long as you pronounce the main phonetics correctly, I think you're good. But um, the beginning of the episode starts off with like it's this episode's weird because it starts off with this dichotomy that they're they're using as a theme the whole episode, which is the the very ancientness of Japan mixed with the very highly technological. Holy right. shit! Oh, it's nature of Japan. Down. Yeah. Um, oh, someone just set off a mortar right outside. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they're they're and so they're talking about like road powered electric cars and robots and then drone delivery and they're just yeah. listing all this like super Vending advanced machines stuff. with panties. <laughs> yeah, they kind of steered away from, <laughs> from the red light district stuff. Um, Roppongi is the red light district. Um, but uh, they're kind of just listing off how cool. And inventive Japanese people are now, which is like, it, it's true, but also at, when it since like the 80s and 90s, it's been less unique. Like the whole world has been very much like nobody's really talking about. Uh, and maybe this is maybe to Nick Pope's point, it's because it's not English speaking. I don't know, but like, no, there 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 isn't a Japanese Elon Musk that anyone knows about right, right now. You know what I mean? I'm gonna hold back on a very. <laughs> Bad way of pronouncing okay. that. <laughs> um, uh, but Bobani thought when he said, "Oh shit," that Matt fell off the couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's it's a true. big, there's yeah. a twenty foot crater Boom. in the room right now, yeah. just from falling that three yeah, feet Matt off just the couch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's the the episode kind of comes off as old people talking to old people, like kind of like old people dealing with right. their own xenophobia, which also Japan's very xenophobic oh, yeah. in general too. No, but the it's... Asian region as bro- you know, split out by country, they hate mm-hmm. other Asian people. Yeah. It's not yeah. like, "Hey, we're all Asian." And right. like, and it's also like white people are like, "Hey, we're all whites." Like, right. oh, you fucking Italian, you this, right. you that, you know, they call it the things. They're but... very isolationist yeah, in yeah. their politics, trade, very whatever. national. Exactly. And so, uh it's interesting though because the episode it sounds a little pandering at times when your core audience watching this 
anyone under 60 years old has been highly influenced by Japanese culture since the 80s in yeah. pop culture, in movies, TV, video whatever, video yeah. games. Like, So it's kind of, it sounds like, I don't think your core audience, there's a lot going on out here, Jesus. Someone just dropped a bunch of, laid a bunch of pipes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's kind of, there's there's a guy, this guy uh, right in the beginning here, Thomas Kasulis is the author of a book called Shinto The Way Home. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, I appreciate the Shinto yeah. expertise. Do but you he's... have to drop a Shinto when you get home? <laughs> <laughs> but he literally just says, the phrase, now Japan can be a, a bit of a puzzle to a Westerner. And I'm like, oh my God. Like I was like, oh, this is going to be bad, this episode. And mm. in a way, it is in the best way because Sukalos kind of talks down to, like, Japanese people, like you just said, are pretty nationalistic. They're also yeah. very polite, you know, and very honorable. And all it's yeah. all part of the Shinto culture and Bushido and all that stuff. But he's literally sitting there going, I fuck. I don't think that shit's true. And you're yeah. like, ugh, like Giorgio, maybe. Be, and even though the guy he's right. talking to is also an ancient astronaut theorist, you're like, maybe just don't say it like a dumb right, American right, would. Right. Like, a, an, even though he's not American either, but like a boisterous Westerner would, yeah, you know. Yeah. But because um, he kind of has that when they're talking about the wooden sleds later on with the 77 ton boulder, he's basically saying that's bullshit. Yeah, you know, he's like, it sorry, aliens. It's bullshit. You idiots. <laughs> I've seen a bunch of sleds crushed under only okay. five tons of wood. Okay. Uh, I've seen a bunch of sluts crushed under my fist. <laughs> under his five tons yeah. of wood. Um, but uh, yeah, that guy, that guy Thomas Casulis doesn't. He's not like being offensive. He's just like he's kind of like the uh, uh, Philip Coppin's wife of this episode, where he's just like smiling and going, hey, "Here's some crazy stuff about Japan," you know. So and... I, <laughs> I just instantaneously mm-hmm. thought of a really shitty character. Mm. It could be Filipino Coppins. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> That's a tough on one. On all this Asian things, yeah. We'll have to practice that yeah, accent. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I've dealt with a lot of Filipino people in my life, and it's this, like, <laughs> we got to pivot. <laughs> we got to pivot from that uh, <laughs> style of accent. So, if we can get a <laughs> Filipino comment. Oh. Hey, save your Filipino comments, okay? Okay, I know what crispy pata is. Yeah. I know what century vol is. No, Steve. Gone. Okay. Hey, you know, Steve had a Filipina friend for about <laughs> yeah. a year and a half, Two right? Years. Two on. years. Yeah, 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 you were in a relationship. Yeah, a long time. Half your life. Like, half a life. <laughs> uh, Ooh, 15, lulu, 16, lulu, lulu, lulu. <laughs> no, it, but it's just that cadence of like... Yes. <laughs> It just keeps getting worse. Uh, we, okay. Uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, but yeah, the comments. Yeah, replace the F's you know, and P's. comments on this show, it's a little tone deaf, I think, yeah. on this episode. Not like our show. Well, her dad also said, what about the dwarfs? <laughs> I was like, what the hell's a dwarf? And they're like, no, he meant to say dwarfs. Yeah, like Snow yeah. White. Exactly. Yeah. The dwarfs. Uh, um... You're yeah. really in a fickle, my friend. <laughs> um, they talk about how to, in 2007, <laughs> the government um, is urged by one of like the secretaries of state, like he urges the prime minister to reveal that Japan has like over 300 UFO visitations per year. Like the reporting yeah. isn't like official, and this was a big shift in their culture. They've been much more open for much longer than we have because. Literally, the kind of shit that's only been happening the last couple months with, like, the Pentagon saying, yeah, we have a UFO program. Yeah, yeah. there's shit that we filmed that isn't, a UFO problem. isn't known yeah. to us, you know. So, uh, but they're kind of saying Japan did it first. And that is kind of the theme of the episode, too, in yeah. some spots. But um, the, the prime minister ends up, like, 
They denied it first, and then a couple hours later, there's a bunch of meetings, and the prime minister officially announces what uh, we get a sukler here about. He explains. He says, just hours after this meeting, chief cabinet secretary Nobutaka Machimura, and he's like very <laughs> particular to it. Yeah. He doesn't want to just say ululululululu. Ulu, ulu, ulu. <laughs> uh, Green tea <laughs> matcha balls. <laughs> uh, announced on live television that regarding the question of extraterrestrials, he definitely thinks they exist. Then, a week later, the defense minister revealed that he'd been carefully considering response scenarios to aerial invasions. And he said, and I quote, there are no grounds for, I'm saying, and I quote, (laughs) and I quote, there are no grounds for us to deny (laughs) that there are unidentified flying objects and some life forms that controls them. Uh, So that is pretty cool. Again, the Japanese people have been like, well, yeah, our government's been saying it's been real for, uh, at the time of this show, which is 2017, 10 years at that point, um, two years later, now they've talked about this prime minister before, but his wife um, came out two years later saying she was full-on abducted by aliens. I think later on he came out, because I think that's why they've talked about him on previous episodes. Uh, but yeah, his wife was abducted by aliens, was taken on a ship, was shown the fucking solar system and all this stuff, and this is where Nick Spope, Nick, Spope, uh, Nick Pope is saying that He's like, now why wasn't this head front page headline news in all the papers? Because in America we were a little more, you know, English and and he's right. Like like we have unless it's about Middle Easterners who are at war with us, we really don't hear that much about yeah. international news. So uh I mean, we do. You just don't see it on the front page. Bobani um, <laughs> said, UFOs scared the Shinto out of the Japanese. <laughs> um, but of course, ancient astronaut the, theorists... Well, with their foot fetish, they put the toe in Shinto. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, ancient astronaut theorists, they know that aliens have been coming to Japanese. <laughs> have been coming to the Japanese. Uh, <laughs> pictures on their iPads. Exactly. Uh, on, their, on their ancient advanced <laughs> tablets uh, for centuries. So this is where they talk about Shintoism. So... Um, Shintoism is yet another religion, like all religions, that say, "Hey, God or the gods came from outer, came from the sky." Yeah. And um, Shintoism is specifically like a very polytheistic religion. It's very spirit spirit based, so they are yeah. gods, right? They call the gods kami, um, which you know, you know from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> also problematic voice actors. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, the chief kami, the chief goddess, is Amaterasu. Which, if you've played, um, there was a game on the Wii, and then it came out on PS2 and whatever. Um, but uh, damn it, I can't remember. I, it, you're, you played as a wolf who was the incarnation of Amaterasu, who was sent like who took a took a living form to save ancient Japan from some evil or whatever. But, like, you use the Wii remote to, like, paint, because she would paint creation back into life, and so there'd be all this corruption and whatever. Uh, Okami, that's what it was called. Okami. Okami. Okay. Um, (laughs) Which I think Okami means, like, the the number one god, like the top god or something I mean, I feel like we've all yelled that at some point. Okami! Okami! (laughs) 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 Yeah, now it's drifting into a... Middle East zone, and we're not going to go there. Let's okay. keep it vague. Well, uh, and on that game, <laughs> no, I'm not going to keep it vague. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hanks is a pedophile. <laughs> but well, I mean, it's problematic because in that Okami game, you would draw, you would yell, "I'm drawing Allah," yes, and, or not? Is that Allah? Right? Allah, yeah, yes, yeah. And you were, you would paint into creation that that version. So yeah, uh, you had to dodge a 
quite a bit of uh, yes. death threats on the you couldn't draw Mohammed. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, um, Dominic Stuvo, of course, the 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 Latin weeb, explains, <laughs> kind of gives you an overview of what uh, Shintoism and Kami are, and they came according to their uh, mythos. They came from a palace in the sky called Takemagahara, and so. We get Medallion Man here, William Henry, to explain a little more about all of the sh- thousands of shrines that are uh, um, were built for the last few thousand years around Japan to honor each of these different spirits, or sometimes a whole complex to honor one of yeah. them. And he says, the Japanese archipelago is dotted with 81,000 shrines devoted to the kami gods. Kami gods is like saying ATM machine. Right. It's got a number, pin number. Uh, And it's believed that these are the houses where these extraterrestrial gods will live while they are on Earth. So they build the shrine so that when the extraterrestrial gods come down to terrestrial Earth, they kind of have a place to hang out that feels like home to them. So he's like, if it's a water spirit, you do it with some pretty fountains of water around and whatever and all that fun stuff. So it is kind of funny. It's (laughs) it's a very Japanese-centric time right now because I'm also playing the PlayStation-exclusive Ghost of Tsushima right now. Um, <clears throat> which is the follow-up to the infamous games the by infamous? the same... Di- yes, the <laughs> infamous? Uh, which were these superhero games that were great on PS3 and PS4. Okay. Um, but uh, it's it's okay. It's I'm playing it because it's a solid open-world game, it's but okay. there's a lot I don't... I think I talked about a little about sword play and stuff I didn't like yeah. about it, but um, kind of glad... It, I'm glad I'm playing it, but it's... It, but also, what's cool Once about you're it glad is... you get through it and you did it, but it's not... Because there's games you've gone back to and been like, oh yeah, yeah. I played that two or three times and exactly. took an alternate route or whatever. But what's at least what's cool and what's relevant to this discussion, because we're all about only what's relevant to the episode on the yeah, show. we're only fans. Right. <laughs> of what's relevant. Uh, only da- go to only-fans.com. Yeah. And Bobandy's out. So oh, we'll see, see you later, Bobandy. Um, but uh, it's cool because it takes place in 13th century Japan when the Mongols invade Japan. Okay. And um, But uh, the, the kind of like gamers will know what I'm talking about. The it's an open world game. It's kind of a checkbox game where it's like, hey, go to this area, take out these uh, enemy owned forts or this or that or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can stealth kill. You can fight them all. You can do all this crazy stuff. Um, but then also the classic Assassin's Creed Ubisoft thing is climbing towers to like unlock the map or whatever. So this game does it a little differently, where you climb these shrines and each of them are dedicated to a different kami. So it's like mm-hmm. right up this episode's alley. So it's like you'll You'll have to swim a bunch and find a water gods thing, and then you get a charm that enhances some ability or whatever yeah, too. Yeah. You know, but um, those are the cooler parts of the game because it's very steeped in uh, Shinto and Buddhist religion too. So like, because okay. most people are Shinto, but then like the second biggest religion, like the Judaism of Japan back then, was Buddhism, mm-hmm. which was relatively new because um, Buddhism didn't didn't come around to like a little after AD times or something right, like right, that. Because right, right. they even say in this episode, like, oh. This isn't well, a Buddhist shrine. It took a while shrine. to make its way over there. Exactly. Right? It did start in India. Correct. Yeah, Indonesia, yeah. India. Um, but uh, uh, like that, the gal in this episode, the translator for the Japanese ancient astronaut there, she's like, oh yeah, that actually is total bullshit because Buddhism didn't start here for like hundreds of years after mm-hmm. this thing was built. Because right. a lot of the lamestream archaeologists are like, oh, this is a entrance to a Bo- an ancient Buddhist shrine or whatever yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. But the early Buddhism is like where all the the warrior monks came from that you mm-hmm. see in movies and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So, um, anyway, the next segment we talk about more fireworks, dude. <laughs> You're worse than my kids, um, Joe. Come on. Uh, we talk about weird Japanese structures. 
Who is who's who's doing that for you out there? I have no idea. Is it that neighbor that you sell cars to? Or that you <laughs> sell cars to? <laughs> that has, has that works on cars? cars? No. Oh, okay. That's probably a block or two away. Oh wow! It sounds like it's right outside. Well, that's the beauty of fireworks. Um, we're gonna talk or about weird over Japanese structures. Maybe it's the guy with the pigs around the corner. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but uh, we go to Honshu, Honshu Prefecture, um, in April 2017. Again, this is Giorgio on location. This motherfucker has apparently, in April 2017, mm-hmm. traveled to like seven countries or some shit, which I'm right, like, right, it's right. possible. Is it possible? Yeah. But that's a busy fucking month. And again, why I am so curious to get to season 13 and see if they still do this weird time stamping shit. Yeah. Because the newest. Why call it out? Right. Like, they're obs- every episode, literally every episode, obsessively, March 2017. Yeah. David Wilcox on location at this fucking lab with a hockey puck. No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gay. (laughs) David, just chill out. (laughs) You can see the herpes. Why are you recording in the same room? I'm not even doing voiceover. (laughs) Where am I? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But um, George was on location here, and this is where they're looking at the stone spaceship from the sky, like the kind of the titular one. So um, there's this uh, giant rectangular stone monolith megalith and it's a shrine um that it supposedly has the spirit of akami of a god in there too uh it's 500 tons it's made to look like it's floating on the water what's fucking annoying is that it's a minor thing but in the in the cold open of the show when they're doing the little preview they edit the girl's voice to say it's literal she, she says it's floating on the water and you're like oh wow this crazy mystery of how this thing's floating or whatever as soon as they get there she's like it's meant to appear like it's floating on the water. And it's oh, like, yeah. God damn it, you show. Like, why bitch. are you doing this kind of stuff? Yeah. Like, you don't have to do this old kind of, like, gotcha journalism shit, you yeah. know? Like, we're already fucking watching the show. But this is the uh, Ishono Holden Megalith. And um, Sukes is saying a lot of, like, uh, sexual exclamations. He's like, it's, oh, my God, it's gigantic. <laughs> This thing is so huge. It tastes delicious. <laughs> Have you licked this fucking yeah. thing? When's this going to explode already? <laughs> uh, and he says, uh, uh, okay, so to say to, uh, sorry, okay, so to this day, the belief that some type of spirit lives in this or that the rock itself has a spirit is true. And Do the you guy. smell what I'm cooking? <laughs> and there's this the rock. Japanese ancient astronaut theorist and his translator who has a weird Australian accent. Yeah. Um, and, and the guys are, of course, agreeing with him. Now, it's these segments aren't nearly as interesting because the it's just like when he went to Australia and it's like, Australian ancient astronaut theorist, some guy, Mick, whatever, yeah. is there with Georgia. And it's like, I don't care what another ancient astronaut theorist says. I want an open-minded expert in whatever field to be like, Oh yeah, we're, this is a fucking mystery that we can't explain, and I'm open-minded yeah. enough to have ancient aliens come to my area and touch me in my special area. No, to yeah, come, my bathing come, suit area. <laughs> come, to, come to my dig site or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> dig site meaning butthole. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, dig but like on up, boys. <laughs> that's a more interesting conversation. I, I, than but just, I think that's a lot harder because of course <laughs> um, <laughs> we get the skeptics <laughs> out of there. Boosh, <laughs> no butthole for you. No uh, dig area. <laughs> the excavation site <laughs> has been tapped, my friends. Move on to the next bone zone. Uh, <laughs> no, but I think like uh, a real archaeologist 
most of them are like, no, it's this, this, and that. Like, right. it's very hard to find a right. Rami Romani who's like, exactly. well, no, come on in, guys. I want your opinion because I value openness and yeah. creative thinking. Maybe and you can explain box. why yeah. Khufu's penis is so big. Yeah. Why? How can he reproduce when he himself is nine inches, when that <laughs> is also thought to be a large penis? Right. But if that is his size, <laughs> then how can he come inside? Maybe he is the penis. Exactly. That's Brandenburg. Yeah. Maybe you ever thought, yeah. Rami, if that's your real fucking name. Is it Bron, Boban, Bron Bandy? <laughs> Brandon Mandy? Yeah. Bandyburg? Yeah. <laughs> um, he's not even around for I am the penis. rechristening <laughs> yeah. of him. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, it, it, it's a cool, like, this episode's cool because you get a lot of, like, high-def, uh, travel channel esque scenery of these really interesting sites, mm-hmm. and but again, it's awkward because even though this guy is an ancient astronaut theorist, he's a very proper, respectful Japanese guy, and Giorgio is kind of like, even though they're on the same page, he's kind of saying, "Yeah, you know, all the shit that your people thinks kind of stupid. It's this right. thing, right? These like, guys? yeah, it's like it's like he knows that they agree, but the guy is still kind of awkward. Like he's like, oh, yes, absolutely, or like yeah, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. he's not actually saying that. He's right, saying, right. what did you say? Ululululu. <laughs> Um, For those of you who've been to Disneyland, (laughs) my favorite uh, (laughs) voice in Star Tours is uh, Chata (laughs) Chata. Which has something to do with Filipinos or (laughs) similar cadence. Well, they also think. God damn it! Not Nian is it, yeah Neonub. Mm-hmm. They they say is like a Philippine is based yes. on a Filipino yeah. type. Lando's little friend that yeah, does all, like and he pilot. speaks like that yes. and like and then uh, <laughs> 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 um if you look though his mask is fucked up I don't know if it's on purpose uh, but they're like he has a giant herpes yes leg. yeah it's like a giant cold sore <laughs> is that ever on the toys <laughs> yeah 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 oh yeah they do it. <laughs> Um, Get but, that fucking desk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the interpreter and the the docent, the guy, the ancient astronaut theorist, yeah. he, they they tell him of the legend of this skyship that is made of stone, according to ancient Japanese people. And so, Sukalos is basically trying to say like, this is kind of his first like, hey, yeah, but it's bullshit, right? He's like, yeah. he's like, he's like, maybe because the story says it was indestructible. Is there a chance that they just said it was stone because that's the most indestructible thing they know? Right. And the lady's like, uh, uh, "Well, yes. Uh, oh. They locked. They they saw it, and I believe that they, you know, whatever she says, whatever she just agrees with them and whatever too." Industry. <laughs> We've already got off the yes. rails here. Industry, science, <laughs> and technology. I'm in the box over here, Joe. <laughs> um, Sukes also claims that there's no tool marks on the rock. Uh, and wonders how it was quarried, like blah blah blah. There's no fucking way. They like they don't. They're like so confident in that you believe this as the viewer that they feel zero need to discuss a, a huge claim like yeah. there are no tool marks on this rock because yeah. Suk says it and they fucking move on. Yeah. They show the outside of it and it's like a lot of that shit looks like it could be fucking tool marks. But yeah. why aren't you discussing this at any length, right? Yeah. But that's the thing, like, like that tool mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there was Mark on 
Home Improvement where there was Tool Time. Yeah, exactly. The fictional show. Yeah. Which I listened to Doughboys yes. on driving around. And you have you because you said you stopped listening for a little bit, but I'm pretty caught up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, where they talked they had the whole tool time yes. thing. Or yeah. not tool time, but the whole home, home improvement. improvement. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the goth the youngest kid went goth and yes. then created a fake movie where he killed his parents. Yes. And it was this I'm like, Yeah, I didn't watch Home Improvement enough. Again, oh yeah, classic dad maneuver. Family Matters was called Urkel. Yes. And Home Improvement was called Tool, Tool Time. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you sat on Tool Time there, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. because he had a, fr- a goth friend named Ronnie who never talked on the show. Mm. <laughs> he was just like silent and stared at you all, whatever. But yeah, it was a big deal that Mark was like painting his nails black. And, right, right. And dyed his hair black and had eyeliner and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, but yeah. Um, And he was trying to say, oh, it's just artistic expression. Because that kid had like a weird, goofy voice I too. Fucking, but again, don't remember. I fucking stopped your connection. Yeah, that show, okay. season four. Wait, okay? JTT was out. Right. My little PP was out. <laughs> there was an entire um, story arc where his character gets cancer. JTT or? Yeah, his character gets cancer and then they have to like many years wait for on? the news. Probably eight or nine years. It was, was a very popular like that's show. A ten year. I feel like you got to get to like that zone to yeah. get the weird fucked up things towards the end. That was like a, it was probably like an early 90s to early 2000s show. Early, okay, sorry. Yeah. yeah. 92, 93, something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Because he was on that show right before or the same year that Lion King came out where he voiced Baby Simba. Right. And he was like, so he was very popular, left for like a year, and then he voiced that character and got even more popular because right. of that too. And, all the and he was in the Disneyverse yeah. and stuff too. And then what was the movie he was in with his stepdad as Clark Griswold? Um... <laughs> Jungle. It was like, a, or it was the one where they're city jungle. No, sorry, jungle yeah. to jungle was. Oh yeah, was was what's was was Tim the Tool Man Taylor. Yeah. Uh, the fuck's his name? I was just talking Tim about Tim Allen. Him. Tim Allen. That's where he adopts a white Tarzan esque okay. boy who right, is from right, the jungle. Right, right. <laughs> the other one is yeah with Chevy Chase something and dad JTT something where they're dad. like going to camp, like they do their camping yeah, yeah, yeah. thing, and they're like Meet Buffalo, Tatonka. And, yeah, Tatonka, and <laughs> yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, but um, someone in the chat must uh, know this thing. Man, but we're down um, a couple viewers, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little too much ululu loop, yeah. dog. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, they go to uh, they start talking about the Dogu culture, which has been talked about not for a ver- for a long time on the show. Like er- I think the early season, they talked about this a lot. But the Dogu culture is the oldest known culture in the Japanese archipelago. Mm-hmm. They were there as far as back as 10,000 years ago. And they had the, uh, sorry, that's the, it's the Jomon culture, J-O-M-O-N. The Dogu statues are what okay. the little figurines are. Because isn't there the Dogon culture, which is from Dogon Africa? Dogon is Africa. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, but yeah, these Dogu statues from the Jomon culture. Um, there's hey, 15, Joman. There's <laughs> 15 of these things found. Yeah, they all have sagging 15. balls oh, through yeah. loose shorts. Yes. <laughs> It's a sign of fertility. Yeah. There's 15,000 Dogu statues, but 15 Jomon statues, because there was yeah. just a small group that exactly. were obsessed that with. That could hang it. These yeah. big old balls. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, 15,000 of these Dogu statues were found. And this is where, what I love and hate about the show, where they go off the rails because of just the appearance of artwork. Right. And um, because there's, like, they're all weirdly shaped humanoid figures, right? Yeah. And so... Uh, they're theorizing on the show, with no evidence, that these were the actual kami that descended onto the islands of Japan. So, uh, back in the day, Medallion Man William Henry has an amulet assertion and says, uh, they're depicted with goggle-type eyes and rivets all over their body. And it's like, just like the no tool marketing, they show one statue of 15,000, which has poked holes throughout in a pattern throughout his body. And I'm like, why are those rivets... <laughs> 
Like why why and also why does a rivet a riveted set of 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 armor or a suit indicate indicating that they're wearing some kind of spacesuit or technological armor? And I'm mm. like, like I, this like he's he's actually I've realized he replaced Jason Martell. Like right, right, I didn't right. like I, until until this episode I was like oh he's the better Jason Martell because he is at least has something he's obsessed with which was Stargates and stuff. Yeah, but he has the dumb hair. But he seems kind of half normal enough that he like can you know he can hang out at a party right, and right, whatever you yeah. wouldn't kick him out keep it real um, we'll but, kick uh, him out of bed huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he has just that little bit of that new age Sedona Arizona vibe to him yeah. where Jason Martell is just a fucking weird robotic right, right, whack yeah. job but um, in in a monkey suit huh um, but um, uh, I just watched Bonzu uh, Bonza Buckaroo Bonsai oh, which I'd never which seen before it's been a long long. Long time since I've sat and watched yes. that properly. Uh, yeah. But they, the aliens call all the humans monkey boys, mm. <laughs> including Christopher Lloyd is one of the head aliens. There you go. Whose, na- whose human name is John Big Boutet. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're all named John something, mm. and they're all like jokes. One of them is right, like right. John Smallberries. <laughs> stupid yeah, shit, but yeah. it's one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. Um, Childress chimes in and says, uh, so you have to ask yourself, uh, were these statues... Actually, sky beings who directed the Japanese to have their own civilization and culture. Uh, Childress is at his most underutilized in this episode. He's on quite a bit, but is only on to just literally recap what the narrator and other people say before a segment break, for the yeah. most part, in a different way. Yeah. And Grove Snake says, uh, You've never seen across the eighth dimension, bro. <laughs> the definitely that's, worth that's in scene Buckaroo Banzai. Okay, is or or maybe that's a documentary about Buckaroo Banzai. Cowboy Jeff Goldblum. Yes, because he is in. Jeff Goldblum is at like pre peak Jeff Goldblum. Like he's still he's playing Doctor Ian Malcolm, but back in a 1984 weird movie. Right, right. Like so he's great in it, but he's like super young and whatever. Because yeah. then like previous role to that, he played one of the rapists in. Charles Bronson's Death Wish one, like oh, the right. first death. He's like he's one of the guys that fucking rapes his daughter and kills the mom, okay. kills his wife. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, they touch on um, um, these uh, the, this magic mirror that is in the the Grand Shrine uh, in Japan. It's the there's a uh, it's in the Issei province. It's a coastal city. I have with a friend a, named Issei. Yeah. yeah. With the uh, uh, Issei Shisei. I don't really yeah. get into that kind of stuff. Issei, but um, but uh, it's a coastal city with, uh, with 125 shrines that are 2,000 years old. And um, the Grand Shrine is dedicated to Amaterasu, the chief goddess. The goddess. Um, <laughs> excuse me. And the architecture of this shrine is different from all the other ones in Japan. They don't go really into how. Uh, they just say that it doesn't have any fasteners or metal of any kind. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Um, I don't know. Can you compare it to a couple things so I know why that's interesting or whatever? But uh, it contains the sacred mirror, this like sacred sword, and this little like be- yin yang looking bean thing that mm-hmm. I know they talked about on probably season one of the yeah. show because I remember the shitty CG when they're showing like the sword, the mirror, and that little thing floating in space. Because no human, supposedly, except each emperor of Japan, has ever seen these things. Okay, it's for their eyes only, I guess. So um, it's it's as if like like when you go to the UK, you go to the Tower of London, and you can just fucking look at the crown jewels behind a bunch of cases, right? right? right so right. from all the different generations and everything. So um, they were apparently given to the first emperor of Japan, 
whose name was Emperor Jimu by Amaterasu herself. So uh, they're they're part of what helped him fucking conquer the entire island and become an emperor or whatever. So um, so they ask, so who was Emperor Jimu? They don't get back to that for like twenty minutes of the show. They show some pictures of him. He looks like our friend Dorsch Corner in a lot of. He looks like a Japanese mountain man. He's got like right. the fucking long hair, full beard, whatever. Um, but then they kind of cut over uh, to uh, the the Kofun section of the show, which is all the key shaped tombs. Yeah, I kept thinking Kofu this whole time. Kofun. Um, and uh, I was I was uh, making sure Steve knew the right episode to watch because the order is you know out of place on whatever yep, yep. website you look at. And he's like, I'm already watching it. And he sent me a picture of disgusting his disgusting foot in front of the Which screen. I with didn't the even keyhole. notice until you yes. called it out. So <laughs> then I sent a zoomed in. Exactly. Uh, Multi toe shot. Yes. Usually I'll charge probably thirty dollars for that Multi-toe. on my uh, <laughs> a premium account. But you got it for free, my mm-hmm. friend. <laughs> on onlydashfans.com. Exactly. Um, onlydaddies.com. Exactly. Where it's really only it's it's all erotic artwork of Dash Rendar, who was the main yeah. character in Shadows of the Empire exactly. and a few other. Uh, which, now defunct expanded universe yeah, Star Wars which novels. I played the shit out yeah, of that Yeah, I love that game. God, I, just zipping around on the fucking speeder mm-hmm. was like, okay, this is awesome. Because I think that was the first licensed game for N64. Uh, came out very... For Star Wars. or Just, just licensed general, property. Just outside of... Yeah, the, like... Because yeah. I think that came out the first three months that N64 was out. It was like the fifth or sixth game released for the yeah, system. I'm trying to think. Because I know it launched with Mario Brothers Mario, Wings, Wave Race 64, Pilot Wave Wings. Race came out um, after, yeah. Exactly. And then Shadows of the Empire was, I think, within that first year, like the following January yeah. when it came out or something. And then Cruising but... USA was later, like that yes. next Christmas. Exactly, yes. Because that shit was tough to get. I think my mom mm-hmm. had to go. Because, again, it was like back then, the not Toys R Us. So, like, the regular offshoot game store was a place that would, they would fucking ram you on a price, but you would get the game. <laughs> right, exactly. So instead of, like, $60, it's 100 Yeah. But you get it, you know. So. Plus those cartridge-based games, the pricing was all over the place. And now one of the biggest discussions with gaming is, like, hey, the next-gen games, they're probably going to be seventy nine ninety nine, and people are freaking out. And it's like, you guys, only for the past 10 years have games been a fixed price right, at $60 yeah, for every 59. game. Yeah. I remember buy- getting uh, Final Fantasy two, which is four, technically, that fucking cartridge was seventy nine ninety nine in nineteen ninety two. Right. So that's like a hundred and forty dollar game right now yeah. or something like no, that. No, I'm pretty confident my mom paid a hundred dollars for cruising USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, cause the, the, and and even the MSRP was like eighty bucks yeah, for a lot like of those ca- cartridge games. Bucks, so yeah. that's why PlayStation exists. And that's why it was like, such a big deal back in the day to get a system at a mm-hmm. few hundred bucks and get a game that was fifty, sixty bucks. Exactly. Because again, your dollar just went a little bit different back yeah. then. Because you could get action figures for five dollars or less. Right now, they're like twenty bucks. Right. So uh, now, granted, the infrastructure has been built up right. for these systems, so that costs. But there is no overhead of like, right. oh, I gotta make a physical product, sell it to a physical store. They need right. to get their margins yeah. and turn it around. Right. Yeah. So it's like. A lot of it's digital, but you also have this like server space and like right. all that kind of shit. Also, Plus, a lot of the bigger games, a lot of these AAA games, they cost $140 million to make. Right, because now developers <laughs> are developers. The developers yeah. are everywhere. Well, because <laughs> I can go develop games or I can go yeah. develop websites. I right. can develop apps. I can develop photos. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, shitty iPhone games that right. will probably make me personally more money than working on this stupid right. console can develop system develop breasts game. with the yeah. right hormones. Exactly. Develop my uh, 
motor skills, develop my uh, <laughs> self-esteem. Yeah. So driving uh, lessons. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying, yeah, it's like there are other elements to cost than just the exactly. physical product yeah, at yeah. this point. Right. Um, they talk about the, uh, the the Dyson Kofu, which is the, the biggest one, the biggest keyhole-shaped uh, tomb that's kind of surrounded by water. Well, these are the hardest and the most. Yes. Um, these are, yeah, never loses suction. Um, these are super cool looking things. It's like a, a keyhole shape with some water surrounding it and then a border of some sort yeah. of plant life or trees. And uh, the biggest ones in Osaka. A shit ton of emperors have been buried there. But there's thousands of these other kofuns, these tombs around um, the country with these keyhole shapes. So, um, Slickback Kid, you know, Jason Martell, Childress, they kind of say the same thing. They're like, they just ask the question of like, why do they build this shape that can only be seen from the sky? And it's, I, I don't really care about that question anymore. It's, it's yeah. a moot point for me at this point because there's a billion other structures that are massive that they don't ask that question for too. And it's like, yeah. you know. Bib Fortuna. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, they then show one example of a slightly keyhole-shaped structure on Mars, and Slickback Kid's like, is this another Kofun on Mars? Meaning that the Martians are the same gods that came, and it's like, you showed, you just said there's thousands of examples on Earth, there's one on Mars. Yeah. That is not a pattern, that is not pattern enough to establish, like, there's a shit ton of photos from the moon where you're like, wow, there's dozens of photographs where these look like some sort of artificial structure built here, so that's intriguing. This is one kind of shitty semi-keyhole shaped plate. And like a keyhole just means a round part and a kind of triangular pyramid shape. That's not super uncommon in nature, even on right, Mars right, or whatever right, too. Um, kind of a pointless point here. Uh, we cut back to Sukes. He's back with the uh, Japanese ancient astronaut theorist and his translator. Uh, they're in the Ishibotai Kofun, a very formal Kofun. Um, it's, a, it's ready for a wedding or... Um, you know, a uh, 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 an ice cream social, yeah. something like that. A nice cocktail hour. Right. <laughs> I was trying to think of something, <laughs> and all I thought of was yeah. ice cream social or cotillion or, or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, just all these southern things that I never even interacted <laughs> I mean, with. Julep fest. <laughs> <laughs> um, they they see the sixth century uh, pile of rocks, and this is where uh, there's all this sled talk and things mm-hmm. like that, and. Um, they walk underneath it, and Sooks is like, is this fucking... Because it's kind of like a... <laughs> it, it was just... They showed the meme of the, the guy, the anime guy, holding, letting a butterfly go, and it goes, is this a... What is it, Joe? <laughs> is this a Kofun? Yeah. Yeah. And then it says, penis. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that is a really good yeah. meme. When right. Oh, uh, I like the little is this yeah. a... <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, they, it, it's, it's cool, though, because... The structure itself looks like a small pile of very big rocks. Yeah. And then there's a whole underground kind of cavern where that's really just the ceiling, like the dome of it. A dome. A dome. (laughs) And uh, the cap of it is this 77-ton rock, which is really cool. It's really interesting they could even do that. 77-ton cap, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Um, The uh, entirety of the rocks placed there, according to the translator, 2,300 tons. Um they go underneath and, and uh, Sukulos is uh, he's he's like he's like, you know, we would have 
great difficulty doing this today because he's like, is that the 77 you know, ton one up there? And he's like, we'd have such great difficulty doing that today. And he's like, I'm not saying we can't do it, but we would use high-tech machinery. And, th- and it's like, it was cool in the sense that he's like, hey, 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 I know my reputation now. Because again, I feel like only in the last three or four years has the star have the stars of the show become aware of their kind of memeified popularity. Right, right, right. right. And because again, we're AlienCon 2018 was the first one I think where they were really like treated like celebrities in a certain way. Oh yeah, <laughs> and the was, show's been on since 2010. Because like, I think AlienCon had just happened maybe in 2017 and once a before place I think once. yes. And then by 2019 at Contact in the Desert and yeah. AlienCon, you have Chalos going some kind, mm-hmm. huh, guys? Like really leaning into Did it. I like, hear some kind? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, okay, <laughs> I feel like they were completely unaware yes. until 2019 yeah. of and like what the fuck is going on. To our credit, we like we thought we were almost late to the game on this show. Well, because there's we, that fucking YouTube video, right? And yeah. then, but then we figured out like, oh, no one else is doing this. Is obsessed about the show, yeah, yeah. to make a podcast about it. Right. And so, other than in a general sense, but we're looking at you, Action Bronson. Okay, um, but uh, it's it's an interesting slow build of a show that, but that still had millions of viewers every episode. Yeah. But it like until. Social media hit its peak, like its early right. peak. It's like it's like nobody because it was always took the it seriously. Alien, but then yes. it's like, oh, there's something beyond just Sooks and it's right. that one shot of him right. saying everything. Which, I, which to to the show's credit, I think it can take a lot of credit for opening people's minds up yeah. to even if they think the show's now dumb, they can have discussions with people, especially you know young people. Something like ninety five percent of young people are like, oh yeah, of course UFOs exist. Like people under twenty one right, or right. something, and then it's like whatever. But Fifty years ago, it was like five percent of people would ever say, "Of course, aliens exist." Yeah, so, yeah. Um, this show really brings a lot of topics up that people don't necessarily want to talk about in their church, their right. family, their friends, whatever. You know, so kudos to the show for that. But um, kudos, kudos. I was gonna say uh, peanut butter chocolate kudos. <laughs> um, but uh, the translator, this is where she's like. Uh, the excavation is used. She has like a weird Japanese Australian mixed mm. accent. Sounds um, Germany. Yeah, like uh, uh, wooden slabs to drag the rocks over. That's like the official story. And uh, and Sook's just like he's like already like not that he knows she's not claiming this, but he, she's just saying she's she's parroting what mainstream. That reminds me of that uh, me not me but the gif I sent where Kobe O'Brien Kobe O'Brien <laughs> Kobe Bryant's going soft <laughs> like Sook going nope soft. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because he he's has that look on him. He's like, no, 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 no. He's and he goes, uh, uh, yeah, I completely agree with that notion. Like very incredulously, yeah. and he's like, you put seventy seven tons on wood, it crushes into dust. Okay, so that's wonderful that these uh, sleds were found because they say that they found the sleds that carried these stones over. Yeah, but I highly doubt that seventy seven tons were on these sleds. I've seen five ton blocks put on the sleds and it and it crushed in front of yeah. my eyes, and I'm like. Okay, Giorgio. Okay, Judge. You haven't even seen pictures of these sleds. What if these sleds were 90 feet long by 120 feet wide? Like, you don't even know what these fucking sleds look like. You're picturing probably a six foot by seven foot fucking slab of wood on some wheels and pulling this rock that's going to crush it, of course, right? But it's like, it's, it's, he has such an arrogant confidence that it's not true. I understand his point because. Only in the past 10 years has 
the greatest mystery, which is how were the pyramid blocks brought to the pyramids. Again, nobody still technically knows how they were leveraged up on the steps, um, but a step pyramid is easier than, you know, it's not like they built the fucking outside walls first. but fully father the child. Like, you just kind of come in later, and it's just, you're sort of there, so you got to make sure you don't fuck things up. But You You know, appreciate, as a child of a stepfather, appreciate that stepfather. Don't treat it like a redheaded step pyramid. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is weird because you're the kid treating it like yeah that but uh oh it's that time of month i'm on my pyramid again (laughs) (laughs) my redheaded pyramid again um but uh this is this is souks at his best and worst being super dismissive which which i understand that he has been laughed at a lot of his adult life yeah so i think when he has a fight promoter (laughs) when he has those gotcha moments he's 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 very confident in the Nope, I'm throwing that all out. It's fucking bullshit. I fucking know this shit, and and like, but it's like, but then you're just being as dogmatic as the people you're rallying yeah, against, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, um, I like it when he's more open minded about stuff. But mm-hmm. he usually only is like that in the last couple seasons with scientists, mm-hmm. where he's like, uh, maybe do you think it's like this? As opposed to, yeah. hey, hey, guy that's on my side from hey. Japan. I'm gonna (laughs) 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 doing the hand and tongue uh, (laughs) blowjob. Well, I was gonna gonna have to go there. Slide slide whistle, whatever. Filipino slide whistle, (laughs) whatever. Uh, (laughs) Lululu. Yeah, region plus noun or verb. (laughs) Uh, Um, You know the old (laughs) Thailand casserole. Yes, (laughs) Um, but even this ancient astronaut theorist, the Japanese guy. He's obviously agreeing with him, but he never like he's never like yes yeah he never like yeah. emotes anything, yes. and that might just be his personality. But it's like I think it's because Sukes is like yeah what your people say, even if you disagree with them, it's bullshit. Like you don't really right. say that to Japanese people very much. Yeah. A lot of their linguistic culture is based off of uh, I'm not gonna commit to just saying no to you. It's all yeah. about. Um, uh, they have words for like, uh, excuse me, um, yeah. I think differently. It's it's yeah, all yeah. very polite and roundabout, yeah, yeah. you know? It's why, um, what is it, Dead or Alive is the game that is. All about parrying. Yes. All about moving that, yes. that fist away yeah. so you can strike, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I think my answer is different than yours, so yes. I'm going to say it here. I will match yeah. it into my large breast. Yeah. And then, yeah. No, it's like Aikido Aiki- style. It's yeah. all... Pure displacement. Yeah. Right. Classic line from an old video game show way back in the day when G4 was still around. Yes. G4 is coming back. They just, and they, they just asked the guy, it. what do you think of Dead or Alive? And he said, oh, I love that game. Yo, man, even the Asian girls got Dukes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dukes is like, it's common enough, but you don't hear people refer to boobs oh, as yeah. Dukes very yeah, much. Yeah. You know, Frank Dukes from yeah, Exactly. So. <laughs> um... Uh, they bring up that ancient Shintoists, ancient Japanese people that practiced Shinto, had a similar death mythology as Egyptians did, where they believe they buried you in a boat-shaped coffin, mm-hmm. just like the sun boat, the sun yeah. ship, the sun barge, or whatever, that would t- would carry you to the afterlife. Yeah. The Shinto, ancient Shintoists thought the same kind of thing. Their coffins were shaped like boats. Um, Sukes mentions a bunch of other cultures that have similar afterlife boat beliefs, and... Um. Uh. So he he thinks though that he's like, but why would they think of boats as flying? And it's like, well, they they didn't. Yes, they didn't have airplanes at the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's very convenient. Yeah. So Whoa. the boat was like the biggest mode of travel. Oh, do we lose Twitch or just minimize I don't it? Think so. Don't you ever minimize Twitch? Um, just crash. 
Oh. I think it crashed. Oh, no. Well, we're still recording. That's so. fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fuck off, Twitch people. <laughs> um, but, uh, oh, there oh, wait, it is. No. Okay. Perfect. Uh, thanks for coming back, Twitch people. <laughs> well, sorry, we love you. We would, of course, stop everything. Please keep your Prime subscriptions to this. Uh, but um, uh, the translator agrees. She's like, she basically says, like, Yes, I think that they didn't pull it out of their assholes that like <laughs> they, it was just a boat from the sky, yeah. right? She thinks that they saw flying ships and didn't have words for them yeah. too. But of course, she's the translator of an ancient astronaut theorist from Japan, so she probably right. also was an ancient astronaut theorist. Um, we go to the the very vibey, very shaky Hitachi province of Japan in 1803, <laughs> <Japan>. <laughs> um, responsible for a lot wand. of yeah. self-actualization yeah. of women. A lot of um, magical wanding. <laughs> um, in 1803, this unusual craft uh, washed ashore. A bunch of fishermen, multiple groups of fishermen saw this craft. And there's drawings from back this then. Bob craft getting yeah. jerked off. <laughs> <laughs> this was like the most interesting segment because there was actual evidence where in the early 1800s, there's these drawings from these witnesses. There's three different drawings, and each of them look very similar to each other, even though they weren't technically around each other, as far as I know. Um, and Nick Pope, he's, he's like, a, now if you look at each of the drawings, have these kind of like hash-marked panels, which look very similar to heat shielding on modern shuttles, like stuff yeah. like that. Um, and we get uh, the bald Brit a decent amount, uh, Nick Redford, in the, le- the second half of the episode here. And he's telling the story of, of what happened when this... Um, supposed UFO washed ashore. He said, a hatch opened and a young woman came out of the of the craft. I mean, isn't that a fantasy we've all had? Oh, yes. uh, dressed in clothes that had never been seen before and speaking a language that no one understood in the slightest. I think it was Filipino, Tagalog. <laughs> yeah. Some laugh. <laughs> all of the witnesses said they heard one thing from the, from the woman from the craft, and it was Ululululu, yeah. <laughs> specifically with five syllables yeah, of Lululu. That's where the Star Wars character Ulong came from. Ululululemon. Childress chimes in immediately and says, oh, God, she's so attractive. When they looked inside the craft, they saw strange hieroglyphs, strange writings all inside of the craft. I'm like, he's been doing that a lot, too, where he says the same thing two different ways in the same sentence as if it's two separate points but he says they could have just cut him at they saw strange hieroglyphs in the craft right and they saw strange writings all inside the craft it's like that's the same fucking thing um but uh uh, nick pope shows the three drawings here um which also (laughs) they oddly looked like they were in like magic marker (laughs) like it was very (laughs) vibrant ink um also interesting to, to many to your point for a long time they drew this person very much like they would draw any standard Japanese human in their artwork. So right. even just these random fishermen were drawing what looked like a Japanese woman. Now, maybe the Japanese woman disguised herself to look like them. I don't know. We yeah, kind of talked yeah, about yeah. in the Animal Agenda episode before. Um, but it just shows how self-centric um, human beings are, which kind of goes for Sukulosis point. Hey, they're just going to say what they interpreted with what they know, but also against it, which shows... When you're that, when you're that understandably narcissistic, mm-hmm. you're going to interpret things wrong, not right, a lot of the times. But um, uh, they uh, go to uh, they meaning Sukalos. Uh, I, I never wrote down the guy's name. He says like four things. Yeah, Sadly, yeah. I wish they had him talk more. But it's really Sukalos and the translator talking the whole time. But they're at the um, uh, a carved uh, stone megalith that is supposed to mimic. 
Japanese, uh, what they call kamikraft, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, made in Russia, um, to mimic one of the ships or craft, whatever the stone spaceship they came in from. Uh, it's at Asuka Park, and it's called the Masuda Rock Ship. And um, uh, this thing is 800 tons. It kind of looks like a really good um, loaf of bread or a pie with like the crossed, yeah, um, yeah the classic, the hot loaf. cross bun yeah, looking yeah. thing. Uh, or like the apple pie with the yeah, the, the fucking mm-hmm, strips mm-hmm. on there, but um, they go uh, they go up and like look at the top of this thing. It's like up a little hill, and this is the first time they have like a moment where they're they're all in awe that it looks. Oh, look at this fucking hash mark! And they're all like, oh, 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 and they're like all like laughing and like it's amazing. It's a very awkward, weird yeah, moment, yeah. but um, uh, Sooks is obsessed with a square grid that's carved into one of the sides because he's seen one other example of that mm-hmm. in a place in India. And I'm like, right. a bunch of checkerboard patterns is not that uncommon yeah, <laughs> in yeah, a lot yeah. of art, but whatever, even even ancient period art. Yes. Um, but um, they go, uh, sorry, they, this is like what they would call a sky boat. This is one of the classic sky boats. And then they do a shitty little CG, like still image of this fucking nice HD frame where this thing's sitting in the ground. And they fake it to like get out of the ground, float away, <laughs> whatever. Um, but we get a sukler here, and he says, uh, "So they say that this was the supposed entrance of a Buddhist temple, but I mean, where is it?" Like he again, he's very incredulous. He's like, "What are we talking about here? There's no temple here, you know." Yeah. He's right. Um, and this is where the translator gal says that the claim is false because that would predate Buddhism in Japan by like 300 years or something okay. like that. So that's that's actually like one of the only really cool factoids where I'm like, "Oh, see, like." mainstream archaeologists are likely very wrong about this thing. They're just trying to fit in with their dogmatic timeline of things. So um, he, uh, Sukalo says, uh, now this could be some kind of representation of one of those flying vehicles that our ancestors perhaps witnessed. I don't know why 35 minutes into the show, out of a 42-minute show, they decide to put him saying that very simple fact, which they've said 30 times this episode, that these stones are stone spaceships, stone crafts or alien infested, you know, alien soul infested craft of some kind that they came down to earth on. Um, He's kind of preaching to the choir. I don't know. Yeah. They're they're very, they're very obsessed with, they're almost, almost Trumpian in, they speak to their base on the show now. (laughs) Like, like they want those base voters that just want to be sycophantic and, and, and and zealots about ancient astronaut theory. Cause those are the people that are getting more viewers and whatever too. So, um, uh, but, but, but the second to last segment here is uh, they're going to talk about more recent UFO sightings in Japan. We zip over to Kyushu in 7th century BC, which is not recent at all, because now we're going to learn about Emperor Jimu that they talked about 15 minutes ago on the show. Um, the earliest text in Japan from the 7th century in what we would call Japanese writing uh, talks about Emperor Jimu, tells the story of him. Kyushu is in the very southwest uh, of the Japanese archipelago. He worked his way like two-thirds up north and conquered all the different tribes there and made them all Japanese, basically. Mm-hmm. And then he settled in Yama- the Yamato region, which is close to Tokyo. And that was the seat of power before it was Tokyo, and then now it's Kyoto, I think. Um, but um, he uh, he was assisted, apparently, by a three-legged divine crow Ooh. called Yaga- <laughs> Yagatarasu, 
who was uh, the name translates to eight span crow. So that would be a big ass crow if yeah. it was thick cause boy. It, yes, because I think span is something like arm span or something back in the day. Span. Um, yeah. But uh, either way, that's a big ass crow. Um, and it was depicted as being inside a fiery orb in the sky. Mm. And we get a Sukler here, and he says, "So if you look at that." That fucking crow. Yum. You have to ask, what exactly were the ancient Japanese people talking about here? Because what it sounds like to me is that he was being guided by an actual craft, not some crow. And it's like, yeah. he's being so incredulous not in this episode. Bob. <laughs> craft? <laughs> Um, Getting jerked off down in Florida? Like, he didn't say it like that when he's talking about Odin's fucking cr- ravens, yeah, yeah. you know? I don't know why, but um, I don't know if it's subtle racism or he's just like, come on, aren't we beyond this shit here? Even though nah, he's yeah. on an episode trying to prove that point. Um, we go, uh, we jumped forward in time to Kyoto in, in uh, the year 1183, and uh, the year of our kami, if I was <laughs> Japan, uh, if I was Japan, <laughs> the if entire country, um, and General Yoritomo sieges the capital city, and this begins the 700-year period of Japan that, like, it's it's the period that people think they know about, but what most people think they think they know about is actually the Meiji period, which was kind of the same time period as our Civil War and then afterwards, 1867. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Shogunate period is where the roots of, like, the samurai comes from and Bushido culture and all that. It was the feudal period of Japan, just like in Europe. It was the feudal period where feudal lords owned some chunk of land for some reason because they conquered people. They had a jito or or a samurai uh, kind of lord of that land, but that that jito was a more local um, overlord that still reported back up to the shogun, right? And mm-hmm. so. And the shoguns were like the larger, like they, they they would like run a whole province, basically, like a whole huge region or something. So um, anyway, this is a 700-year period. It's an interesting time in Japan that uh, they become very, the show becomes extremely reductive about what comes next, which is the Meiji period. So, and they only really mention the shogunate period because the Meiji period is about how instead of shoguns and samurai, it goes back to an emperor mm. uh, in 1867. So, and back to the, and the emperor, just like pharaohs, was seen as an embodiment of Amaterasu, of like of the divine of the kami, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, you, like if you if you've ever watched, and I know you have, um, the Last Samurai starring Tom Cruise's. Oh yes, that's all about how the young emperor is like this divine being, but he's like really kind of gimped. He's not really allowed to make decisions. Blah 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 blah. Because mm-hmm. um, that whole movie is about the forced Western influence onto Japan. They were very isolationist until 1853 when, when, when oddly enough, he was taking a little break from shooting Friends and he time-traveled back, Matthew Perry, yes. to time-traveled back <laughs> um, to start a whole regime in the American Navy uh, called the Black Ships. It was Matthew Perry and his Black Ships. He rolled up on the coast of Japan uh, said we have a bunch of fucking cannons that are gonna blow all your, your the the fucking um, seat of the emperor oh, or sorry the seat of the head shogun Does away. They're gonna eat the emperor's ass. We're gonna blow oh, yes. the the seat of the emperor. <laughs> We're gonna get those little skirts you're wearing yeah. away and make way for our tongue thrusters, my friends. Strongest uh, muscle in the body. But Matthew Perry said, we're going to fucking destroy your culture unless you start trading with us. (laughs) Because you guys have shit we want, spices and all sorts of things. So that forced Japan to be open, um, and it paved the way for 14 years later for the Meiji Revolution to happen, 
where Emperor Meiji restored the emperorship, which was him. So mm-hmm. he was saying, I am the one true lineage uh, of Emperor Jimu and Amaterasu, yeah. so I deserve to rule Japan, and then Japan was reunited underneath that. The Meiji period is like the beginning of the Wild West in Japan. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of samurai movies take place. Some of them take place in the Shogun period, too. But um, but what we know of, and a lot of the martial arts that Americans are obsessed with come from the Meiji period. Because even though it didn't really happen until World War II, when a lot of white guys were going over yeah, there and yeah. seeing this shit, that was the beginning of this. And, and it's kind of funny because... Um, uh, sorry. Let me let me go back to the orb. I'll get to what I'm talking about in just a sec. Uh, we get a Sukler here who's very um, frustrated about this crow again. So he's very incredulous about this. Uh, oh no, I already said that, huh? Yeah, you went over the crow that? and everything. Sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. We're two hours in. We go into <laughs> to William Henry here, and he says uh, they wanted to return to the original Japanese Empire, the one related to Jimu and Amaterasu. And what happens after this is extraordinary. Suddenly, Japan takes off and starts accelerating in its technological ability and becomes a world-conquering nation. This is this statement by William Henry is one of the most reductive statements on the entire series, saying that the the return to a religiously based emperor is why Japan became all of a sudden uh, reunited with its its alien roots, and that's why it became so big so quickly after that. It's, you know, this this fucking Amaterasu Viagra of the... It's like, no, it's because America said we'll fucking kill you if you yeah. do not trade with us. And for 14 years, you start having foods, culture, words, concepts, currencies, weapons that are all going into Japan that were literally never there before. And so, of course, it's not very... Now, it's it's I'm not trying to discredit Japan for not really quickly catching up. They caught up with a fucking vengeance. Like, they were like, oh, shit. Like, all of this crazy shit's going on. Look at all the stuff they're doing in the outside world. We're going to fucking use this to its fullest. And Japan is Mm -hmm. great at taking something that exists already and making it so much better. Like, that's really what they're good at. Yep. And so that was the joke of the 80s. Oh, Japan's taking over this company or whatever, too. Right. And so it's just crazy that you have the medallion man himself reducing... uh, America, Japan, Japan history, Western Japan history, a huge event in Japanese culture too. It's because they had the alien emperor again with the alien spirit in him. And that's why they're so smart now and became the World War II guys. Like it's right, just right, so, right. it was just like, you know, again, not even as like a, a Nipponophile myself, but just like reading about history. I had a geography professor that was like, he made the Meiji period like the main fucking subject of like one of our quarters or something like that. So. Um, but anyway, um, bu- 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 oh, here's where I'm like, just go read about Matthew Perry in 1853. You'll see exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. Um, Dominic Tuvo, who, like a typical weeb, is like, now Japan, they cut up in like 60 years, okay? And it takes European nations, like where I'm from, it took them like three or 400 years to get here. And it's like, you you are so in that world. It's the fishbowl thing. You always know. yeah. He's so in that world of his... Japan, Japanophile-ness that he doesn't actually see the rest of culture and like right, what, right. what was happening work, around right. it, you yeah. know? So um, Childress chimes in here and says, uh, so you have to wonder, with the a reinstating of the royal family, was this also a reconnection to the technical and extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial past that had begun centuries ago in Japan and is now continuing today with the guidance of extraterrestrials? 
Um, white orbs started appearing in Japan. Uh, you have to be careful because sometimes those white orbs are just, especially when you're looking at a tablet, they're just kind of left overload on yeah. the tablet. But um, Glisteners is what I call them. That's a really yeah. good name. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good band name, like the Glisteners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they talk about Fukushima and how these white orbs since 2011 and the, Fuku- the horrible Fukushima incident, um, they've been appearing over these sites here. They're still seen today. The ball brick comes back on. Nick Redford here, and he says, Now, if we go back in the history of the UFO subject, we find a great deal of interest with, for example, our atomic energy plants, our nuclear missile silos, and it suggests to me that maybe we're seeing alien entities who are deeply concerned by our usage of atomic power. Um, it's it's This is a common thing in yeah. not only ancient astronaut theory, but UFOlogy in general. My question is, I think you've asked this before, if they are observing this and are so concerned, why don't they help? <laughs> right. right. Why, like, like, there's a couple instances where, like, there's some fucking Air Force base where they were like, they shut down our fucking nuclear yeah. um, missile Sites. launcher systems yeah, yeah. and all for, like, two hours and just to show us they could. I'm like, yeah. fine. But it's like, if they're so fucking concerned, just fucking do something or yeah, send yeah. a message or say right, something, Right. right. right? Um, and so this is where we were looping back to like, what if though these were just future humans coming back who technically didn't want to create paradoxes, but then at the same time, why would they come back at all then to just look at us kind of fucking up? Check it out. But they also, but then it's pointless because if they survived to become the soup, these fucking super preternatural beings, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If these fucking soup of the days came back. In all their deliciousness and all their good dealness, yeah. um, just to look at themselves almost make mistakes. Like, what is the point of that? Right. Is it like the first season of the of the new Doctor Who in two thousand five, where there's like rich people can go see these crazy events throughout time, like yeah. Earth oh, exploding yeah, or yeah, whatever, yeah. right? So, but I'm like, I can't imagine that this is exotic future tourism of future humans or aliens, right? Yeah. But uh, it just doesn't make sense. Again. The show, Ancient Aliens, tries to instill a Star Trek concept, which is, I think these aliens would have the, or no, it's Wilcock. He's like, I think they would have a sort of prime directive, just like Jean-Luc Picard and Captain James T. Kirk had. Yeah. Um, Captain EO. (laughs) (laughs) Don't touch the children. I I don't know if I can't. I I just want to have a good time. (laughs) All the kids are trying to touch that butterfly thing. Yeah. Out in the audience, and there. it's my butter, <laughs> <laughs> my butt or my fly. Either way, it's good, y'all. Yeah, I have a butt fly, so I zip down my ass. Ulu, lulu, lulu. Come on, kids, let's say it. Ulu, lulu, lulu. That, yeah, you can touch that flying thing. Even though they're fictional, it's like these super like uh, decorated general, like captains of starships, yeah, and, like, yeah. and then Captain EO yeah, who's just yeah. fucking singing and dancing, yeah, and with the white raping suit. kids. Yeah, <laughs> he's got uh, uh, <laughs> Max Rebo in the band. Yeah, jamming exactly. out. Yeah, um, that fucking spider lady. But um, we get the little the little mini segment at the end here, which thankfully is not a recap. It's actually new new content yeah. of the episode. Uh, and they're talking about modern contact with extraterrestrials in Tokyo. So they talk about the two astronomers in Tokyo in 1983 that kind of did like a, a SETI-style thing, their own SETI-style yeah. thing, where they uh, pumped out this binary-coded message to the star system around Altair, or the star. Um, 
again, back to Ubisoft games, Altair was the name of the first assassin in, in the Assassin's Creed 1 in mm. 2007. Yeah. Uh, and his son was only some Tyre. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or nothing Tyre. Yeah. <laughs> that was his daughter. Of yeah, course. I mean, once you got further down the lineage. <laughs> <laughs> um, the bald Brit again here, Nick Redfern says, now this was a groundbreaking... <laughs> <laughs> groundbreaking. Yeah, we make now all sorts biscuits. of roasted yeah. meats and <laughs> biscuits, uh, toast, pigs. Yeah. Um, it was a whole jam. Kahlua Kazam down there. <laughs> no, um, this was a groundbreaking piece of history in the search for extraterrestrial life. This message basically told information regarding human life, human history, DNA, and also the location of Earth itself. So this is like the gold record thing that um, uh, Matthew Craig, Carl, <laughs> Carl Sagan, Sagan. I was going to Santos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sent out in the seventies, and um, uh, but specifically to this other star system, yeah. right? And it was going to take about 15, 16 years to get there. So in nineteen ninety nine. We have been waiting for a return message. Or sorry, we knew it got there, right? Yeah. So then since since 1999, we've been waiting, kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Uh, and then in 2015, we've really been waiting. The Japanese have really been waiting because they're like, hey, it should have gotten back to us by now. But yeah. so far, I looked it up. There's been nothing returned uh, as far as we know. Uh, but still, cool little segment here. Um, Altair represents one of the kami, uh, one of the gods, which I wish they would have said which one it was. They just show kind of like a sea creature looking thing mm -hmm. um, in the constellation shape or something. But Childress chimes in here for the last time and says, So you have to wonder if these Japanese astronomers are attempting to contact the very gods that started Japanese culture. It would seem so. He gets like very like animated. It's very yeah, like, it's he, al up. he almost seems crotchety in this episode. Like he's like frustrated that he's on or something. Yeah. But uh, they do a couple quick hits here at the end. Uh, JAXA, which is Japan's national space program. Uh, they claimed as of 2017 when the show was being filmed to have a space station on the moon by 2020. Hasn't happened yet. Uh, the Shimizu organization wants to put a band of solar panels around the equator of the moon to beam clean energy back to Earth. And I was like, oh, I've actually never heard of that. It's a pretty cool yeah. idea. Pretty cool can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, other than that, this is like an interesting just, hey, let's look at Japan and ancient astronaut theory, right? Like what are the yeah. best examples of ancient astronaut theory in Japan. People like Japan. Uh, Japan is kind of a pop culture trend that never really goes away. Everyone always likes samurai, ninjas, anime. Like, all, like yeah. you know, like it's it's a very it's a very popular and exotic thing for Westerners to like, especially Western kids. And I was one of them too. It's like, whoa! Like these cartoons are dealing with such like mature subject matter compared to Looney Tunes and stuff right. like that. You know. Well, I mean. Dragon Ball Z is bigger than it's ever been. Right. right. Anime Those balls are bigger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anime Expo outside of COVID was like one of the biggest like Comic Cons yeah. in the world. Yeah. Right. The the dragons wearing basketball shorts yeah. now just to contain yeah. the Dragon Ball. Oh my God. <laughs> They're just hanging out there. Doesn't he know if he doesn't contain them, they will sag below and everyone can see? They're going to dilute all yeah. the toilet bowl water. <laughs> we won't well, have anything. To it's all salty now. <laughs> And that ruins it, because we usually eat that yeah. toilet water soup. You know, once he pisses and shits in it. <laughs> oh, we don't want it to be yeah. salty with ball skin. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, we want the pure piss and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his balls are covered in now piss and shit. Oh, and he's walking around the LA Convention Center like that? Gross. <laughs> Maybe I'll get a pick with him. 
yeah, that's uh, that's been a lot today. Uh, <laughs> um, that's been um, God. I can I cannot remember the name. A spaceship made of stone. I keep yeah, thinking a stone to spaceship to the moon. That, that was one two-minute example from the show. Yeah. Again, this season is like, weird name, and yeah. now we're going to focus on a culture. Right. And that's not a bad thing, but it's like, why not just fucking... Just like, say even from shit. <laughs> <laughs> even from a search engine optimization SEO perspective, the History Channel website would capture more traffic by calling their episodes... Ancient aliens from Japan or yeah. in Japan, like that's yeah. a better name right. for the episode. Because then you're like, oh, cool, now I'm gonna I learn about some Japan yeah. shit with ancient aliens, right? Instead of just like, it's it's so it's like a bait and switch. Yes, they're trying so hard to be specific. It's like you don't have to do that, guys. Like just yeah. Japan, especially, is enough. Like yeah. there's again, <laughs> Japan is a bit of a puzzle to Westerners. Enough, enough okay. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> ooh, 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 all that yeah, talk, okay. you know. You can only take so much. Chip, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Your Star Wars, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks for listening to this episode of the show. Uh, subscribe <laughs> if you want more content like this episode. No, it's a little it's a little tighter on uh, yeah. Probing Deeper on our Patreon. But, but uh, uh, patreon.com slash Probing Aliens, where you can get one episode of Probing Deeper every month, where we probe a few knuckles deeper into subjects that we talk about on this show, but we kind of make their own little side bitch subjects on there. Um, or we'll go into like, hey, children, David Childress has a documentary or something, we'll do that kind of shit. Um, and then our other podcast... Uh, that's exclusive to Patreon is Adventurous Ghosts, which is just like this podcast, but about ghost adventures on the Travel Channel with the Ghost Adventures crew and Zach Bagans and all that stuff. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Probing Aliens. Follow us uh, on Facebook and Instagram at Probing Ancient Aliens. And uh, other than that, subscribe to the show, tell your friends about it, and make sure your prolapses aren't talking too much to your neighbors because they're kind of annoying. It's not a tongue. We don't want to get to know them, you know? I guess you have to talk, stop your sphincter from talking to exactly. too much. Yeah. Excuse me, can I ask you a few questions? 